This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, is July 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An accident at a construction site in the University City section of Philadelphia killed one person and injured another, authorities said. It happened at 8.30 Tuesday near the University City Penn Medicine SEPTA station stop on Convention Avenue. The owner of the Bucks County-based Cook Drilling arrived to the scene overnight. According to fire officials, heavy equipment was being moved off of a tractor trailer to a work site when a drilling rig being used to lift equipment fell. I've been in this area um, at least once a week for the past couple of weeks. It is, with construction, it is a mess. Like, yeah. I don't know, I know how more about. people yeah. didn't die during this. Is this the crane that fell down? That there were Because I caught that story so this it was, morning, too. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, okay. I guess it's the same thing. They yeah. said it was... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was in University City, and they were um, offloading a piece of equipment to the construction zone. Okay. So, uh, according to officials, the heavy equipment was being moved off of the tractor trailer. The 55-year-old worker became trapped underneath. It took about 15 minutes to extricate the worker. Um, He was taken to Penn Presbyterian Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead. The rig operator was also injured and taken to the hospital for treatment. The rig fell away from the building, so no property was damaged, and the area, they said, was free of passers by at the time. Firefighters said that there was a fuel leak from the equipment. L&I was on the scene to investigate and the scene remained active as the drilling rig remained on its side early on Wednesday. The traffic there is also a complete nightmare, uh, so add this to it. But uh, I'm, I'm really surprised it was just one person or one that was killed and, yeah. and one that was injured. The tri-state area is facing a severe shortage of volunteer firefighters. The Lower Marion Fire Chief says it's very concerning since they need four people on location in order to perform interior attack. Two to go in and two people on the outside. According to the Pennsylvania Fire and Emergency Services Institute, there were about 300,000 volunteer firefighters in the 1970s. The number dwindled to 38,000 in 2018. It's not uncommon for incidents that could have previously been resolved by a single department to now require the assistance of multiple neighboring departments, said the spokesperson for the PA Office of the State Fire Commissioner. Delaware is dealing with a similar situation. In June, a legislative task force laid out a 10 point recruitment and retention plan in an attempt to resolve to solve their membership crisis they've had a 50 percent decrease in volunteer firefighters going into the system in the last 10 years officials say the shortage is partly because by uh, caused by rising operate operating costs and fundamental demands they also cite a lack of time to volunteer pennsylvania has 2448 fire departments of those 2354 of them are all volunteer pennsylvania has more firefighter volunteers than any other state in the country Officials estimate it saves state and local governments about $6 billion. The goal now is to entice more people to serve and protect. Lower Marion fire officials said they launched a pilot stipend program and also provide live-in programs at fire companies so volunteers can stay overnight without needing to buy property in the area. And Lower Marion actually lost one of their firefighters over the weekend. Sean DeMonk was killed while battling a house fire in Wynwood on Sunday at 11 p.m. Officials said DeMonk was found unresponsive on the third floor of the home. He 
was taken to Lankanaw Medical Center, where he died a short time later. Uh, he served as a volunteer firefighter since August of 2019. Mm. He is survived by his parents and his wife. According to officials, DeMunk and his wife are Canadian and plan to move home to rejoin their family on Monday. Oh, man, they're just Awful. getting ready to start a new chapter in their life. Yep. That's horrible. So sad. Yeah. Officials at the Jersey Shore warn beachgoers about strong rip currents in anticipation of what becomes of Tropical Storm Elsa. Longport Beach Patrol Chief Matt Kelm says rescues were being made all day at their beaches. They have seen strong rip currents all over due to strong winds and made about 16 rescues yesterday. It depends on the path of Elsa and what kind of storm Elsa is when she might get here if things are going to get worse. Kelm says the last thing he wants to do is prevent people from enjoying the water, but depending on what Elsa does, he'll have a decision to make. We get it. You're on vacation, only here for a week, but in the end, we have to ensure your safety. In sports this morning... The Phillies beat the Cubs last night at Wrigley Field in Chicago. Bryce Harper hit a home run and tied a career high with five hits. Andrew McCutcheon hit a grand slam, and the Phillies handed Chicago its 11th straight loss, beating the Cubs 15-10. to The series continues tonight, and Zach Wheeler gets the start. Game time is at 8.05. The NBA Finals began last night as the Suns beat the Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix winning 118-105. to After waiting 16 years, Chris Paul had 32 points and 9 assists in an NBA final debut that was worth the wait. Devin Booker added 27 points, and the Suns beat the returning Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks in Game 1. Game 2 is tomorrow night. The Stanley Cup Finals continue tonight with Game 5 in Tampa Bay. The Lightning lead the series over the Montreal Canadiens three games to one, and the puck is set to drop at 8 o'clock. And a medical examiner in Michigan said an autopsy determined that Columbus Blue Jackets goaltender Matisse Kivlenix died of chest trauma from an errant firework blast and not a fall. Police in Michigan said the mortar-style firework tilted slightly and started to fire towards people nearby on Sunday. The 24-year-old was in a hot tub and tried to get clear with several other people. The initial autopsy determined Kivlenix died of a percussive injury caused by the powerful blast from the fireworks, which triggered major damage to his heart and lungs. Unbelievable. So sad. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We're back from uh, an extended weekend, so uh, hopefully you had a little extended time, too, and enjoyed yourself. If not, it's all good, ma'am. We're just getting getting into the summer swing and things, and we have some stuff for you. We're going to give away for Word of the Week prize. A $300 credit to Squeezed.com. Casey and Marissa and and, uh, Steve and Kath. Kath, have you done a juice cleanse? Yep, I did do a juice cleanse. I want to do another one with the the pepper in it, the spicy one. Yes. I I did the um, without the spice, and I think I needed the spice. Okay. I need the spice. Bring the spice. If you win this, you can get all the spice you can handle, (laughs) baby. Uh, so we will give that away on uh, Friday, but we'll get the letters uh, today and tomorrow and leading up to that. Uh, it's Wednesday, so we're going to go on Fox Good Day. We'll check them. Those guys are on 755. Mike Jarek back from vacation. Uh, and our good friend, Jeff Devlin. Yeah. The um, uh, carpenter, contractor, uh, can-do-it-all guy. Raconteur. Has got his season four premiere tonight of Stonehouse Revival on the DIY Network. I love that show. Uh, I have yep. a whole bunch of episodes. I keep them on my DVR. Nice. It's just a really cool show. So uh, Jeff's a great guy. We'll talk to him a little, little bit later on and find out about that. We will also have this morning screening passes for this film event tonight 
Black Widow. Yes, sir. Uh, So you know what? I can go ahead and give away three passes right now. First three callers, 215-263-WMMR tonight, 7 o'clock, UA King of Prussia. You must wear a mask. It is a Disney event, and they are requiring all guests, even if you are vaccinated, to wear a mask. So I think you can handle that, as we will be seeing this movie movie in advance of its release on July 9th. So Cool. Three callers now, 215-263-WMMR. Put you on the list. We have a bunch more to give away through the course of today's program, so make sure you stay with us if you want to see that movie for free before everybody else tonight. (laughs) We'll have your chance to win. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report and Stupid Question are on the way when we return. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we are going to ask a super question. We're going to give away a four-pack of passes for an advanced screening of Space Jam from Warner Brothers, a new legacy. And the question, let me see, when is this screening going to be? It's going to be Wednesday, July 14th, AMC Fashion District. Is where that is. Oh, the Fashion District. That's the only theater I go to because I like to dress up. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. That's the, the new um, gallery. old gallery. Yeah, it used oh, to be called okay. the gallery, and now sure. they renamed it as the Fashion District downtown. Well, there you go. We're going to give away passes. If you can tell me this, in Semaphore, which is, of course, the uh, way to communicate with flags, how many possible positions are there for each individual flag? 215-263-WMMR. Call Including reverse cowgirl? Call now if you know the answer. Uh, maybe. And there may be DVDA in there, but um, how many possible positions are there for each individual flag? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. I'll go through some birthdays today. Wednesday, July 7th. And actually, our birthday boy has done since Semaphore on a cover of an album. Ringo Starr's oh, birthday yeah. is wow. today. Just listening to some uh, Ringo. Yeah? Yeah. I love... This, a lot of this, the, the solo hits were oh, great. Man. Yeah, yeah. Photograph, absolutely. And, uh, you know, he said uh, they don't, it come, don't easy. come easy, and, and uh, there, there's actually a, a good amount. Back off, Boogaloo, and, uh, and the No No song. And... His musicians that he has oh, play yeah. on those are top level. Yeah, uh, Ringo is awesome. I love the guy, uh, and for his birthday today, he asks that you at noon, your local time. You just say peace and love. Peace and love. Say it out loud. Think it. Take a picture. Whatever. Do a video. Or just just kind of keep that in mind around noon today, around lunchtime. I think that's a great little sentiment. And it came from his birthday. He was asked on an interview of what he wanted for his birthday, and he said peace and love. And this was like I don't know eight or nine years ago, and he just decided to do this thing on his birthday. Very sweet. Yes. And he looks. Phenomenal. Oh, man, he's 81 years old. He and Paul old. McCartney are defying time. Oh, unbelievable. But uh, God bless Ringo, man. He's one of the best. Uh, Shelly Duvall. Oh. He needs me, he needs me. Has, his, needs has her birthday me, today, me, I should he say. He needs me, he needs Jesus. me. Jesus. She 
is uh, unfortunately. How did some... Popeye ever keep a boner? <laughs> She's had some mental health issues. She has. Um, and I don't know the status. I haven't really seen anything from her in a wh- little while. That was, was a few it? years ago. She has had mental delusions. Delusions. Oh, really? Yeah. She was, oh. you know, I remember seeing an interview with her and, and she was, you know. And she knows it. Yeah, like, you know, spacemen and yeah. I mean, like things that just are way out there. So, Aww. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I know. She's, it's and she's focusing on that when she should be concerned about Bigfoot. Um, obviously, she was she was great in uh, The Shining. I liked her also in a movie called Roxanne. Yeah. She's great. With uh, Steve Martin. It's a very normal role, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, compared to, like, from The Shining to that. Yeah. Uh, she's 72 today. Uh, Jessica Hine uh-huh. had an affair with Reverend, Reverend Jim Baker and brought down his PTL ministry, if you remember. And she was in Playboy. And it took a Long Island girl to bring him down. All this other stuff. You're playing yeah. Jessica for this? <laughs> nice. Okay. I would have played uh, Sam Kinison's Wild Thing, but we don't have that. Oh, my yeah. God. You remember that video? Oh, and she's the femme fatale in that. Mm-hmm. Post-boob job. Uh, she is 62 today, Jessica Hine. Uh, Michelle Kwan, the U.S. Olympic figure skating silver medal winner, is 41 today. Uh, the great Doc Severinsen of The Tonight Show. Phenomenal. 94 wow. years old today. Yeah. Great musicians of all time. Okay. No I think a lot of people forget because they just say, oh, he's the band leader on The, Cars- on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. But the Doc Severinsen band uh, orchestra, I guess is what he referred to him as, was phenomenal. Mm, yeah. He's one of those, those jazz guys. Yeah. You know? He's just great, you know. Uh, Billy Campbell, actor from uh, The Rocketeer, Gods and Generals. Looked him up. I don't really know who he is, but so, he's 62. He was in the studio. We had him in, and he, he signed my copy of The Rocketeer. <laughs> I was freaking out. I'm such a fan. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right, he's also in uh, the the, uh, the movie, Preston, where uh, Jennifer Lopez learns Krav Maga. Oh, he, he's, yeah, he's the abusive yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. He's enough. the bad yeah. guy. Enough! Right, enough already. <laughs> That's what it should have been called, enough already. Yeah. Enough Come already. on! Uh, so he's 62. And then the last birthday I saw is actress Georgia Fox, uh, who is on uh, CSI Crime Scene Investigation, ER, The West Wing. She's got a um, kind of a gap between her teeth. You'd know her I like if you that. saw her. I like a gap. Uh, she is uh, celebrating her 53rd birthday. By the way, it's spelled J-O-R-J-A. I wonder if it'd be like Jorge. I think, I think that's a, how Jorge? you say her name, Georgia. Uh, or maybe Jorge. I don't know. But anyhow, she is um, oh, I know her. 53. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know exactly yep. who she is, right? Yep. All right, uh, to the phones to go. See if we can get an answer to this stupid question. How many positions in semaphore can a single flag have? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Sydney for the answer. Hey, Sydney. Hi. Hi. So how many flag positions can uh, each one have? Eight positions each. You got it. Wow. Well done. That's correct. I'm assuming it's like up, down, left, right, and then at the angle. Yes, it's the code to contra. And there you go. Right, exactly. Same thing. Sydney, hang on. Four pack of passes for an advanced screening of Warner Brothers Pictures, Space Jam, A New Legacy, starring LeBron James, Don Cheadle, and the lineup of Looney Tunes. Uh, it's on Wednesday, July 14th, 7 p.m. at the AMC Fashion District, and that opens in theaters and streams on HBO Max coming up on uh, July 16th. Have to make good on a couple of stories because we had took a couple of extra days off. But I want to mention 
that Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani got married yes. while we were gone. It was magical. I was looking at pictures and videos from the uh, wedding present. <laughs> uh, they got engaged in late 2020, wed in an intimate ceremony on the Honeybee Artist's Oklahoma Ranch while surrounded by loved ones on Saturday. And uh, in the post that they put out on Instagram, a local business was tagged in it. Uh, two paper dolls. She does, like, invitations and things like that. So I don't know if she did their invitations or she did some sort of something that was printed at the wedding, but she was tagged with all of the other... It's magical. Yeah, with all of the other businesses. It was pretty cool. It's called Two Paper Dolls? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they got married. Um, this comes shortly after Gwen, who shares three kids with her ex, Gavin Rossdale, sparked marriage rumors for wearing what appeared to be a wedding band next to her engagement ring while out in Los Angeles with Shelton on the 12th of June. Mm-hmm. As fans may recall, Stefani and Shelton... Announced their engagement in October with the cool singer showing off her diamond sparkler on Instagram. Uh, it's been nearly six years since these singers first started dating after meeting on The Voice. At the time, Stefani was going through her split from uh, Rossdale while Shelton was ending his marriage to Miranda Lambert. I like them together. She had uh, Vera Wang design a full, super long train, standard gown, Kathy, and then a wedding sort of mini dress. Oh, yeah, that yeah. she like changed into right. or, or yeah, ripped yeah, yeah, yeah. off the uh, right. and at train. The, I, this is pretty cool, and I don't know why I'm interested in it, but at the base of the train <laughs> behind the bridal gown was embroidered their names. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Which okay. is kind of cool. Have you heard of that before? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I like the shorter. Uh, it's cool, right? Skirt that she brought With out the, for uh, cowboy boots. The party later on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you know who was there as uh, the officiant? Uh-uh. Carson Daly. What? Carson Daly did the the yeah because he's also the host of the Voice. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <clears throat> uh, Gigi Hadid is asking paparazzi to blur her daughter's face in photos so that she can, quote, live as normal of a childhood as possible. Preston, I, I always get confused. I'm sorry I keep asking. Which is your favorite, Hadid? I gotta mm. go with Gigi, maybe. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, the 26-year-old supermodel posted an open letter on Instagram stories asking for privacy for Kai, her baby with One Direction's Zion Malik. Way to rip off Jackson. She said, as our baby grows up, we have to realize that we can't protect her from everything uh, the way we wanted to and uh, could when she was smaller. And uh, she wrote, uh, she loves seeing the world, and although she gets a lot of that out near the farm, uh, she gets, also gets to experience other places, a true blessing. So they still here in PA? I assume so. Yeah, right? Yeah. So she has uh, blurred all the shots of her baby's <clears throat> face that she herself has shared, and she continued saying, I write all, all, this all to say to the paparazzi press beloved fan accounts, You know we have never intentionally shared our daughter's face on social media, or our wish is that she can choose how to share herself with the world when she comes of age, and that she can live as normal a childhood as possible without worrying about a public image that she has not chosen. It would mean the world to us uh, as we take our daughter to see and explore New York City and the world. If you please, 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 please blur her face out of the images. Enough! If and when she is caught on camera. All right, so, I think that's just, a, that's a very yeah, uh, accommodatable yeah. request, and there, you see that more and more these days. Finally, I mean, you know, twenty years ago, the paparazzi wouldn't have sharks to anybody. Yeah. They were trying to get pictures of babies, you know, celebrities' babies mm-hmm. all the time, but they've they've since backed off on that. It seems well, because they, they also realize that there are a lot of loony people out there who might yeah. get yes bad ideas in their minds. Marvel fans are freaking out after noting that Robert Downey Jr. unfollowed all of his co-stars on Instagram. What? Why? 
He has 50 million followers and now only follows 43 people, none of whom are actors. Some speculate that he is using Instagram to promote non-Hollywood projects like his Footprint Coalition, which is described as a coalition of investors, donors, and storytellers committing to scaling technologies to restore our planet. Uh, but he is still following them on Twitter. Okay, so he just got rid of them on Instagram. On the gram. Okay, but on yeah. Twitter, he's still friends with them. That's correct. And so, uh, he's using Instagram to promote the Running Away Club. Uh, that must be it. Yeah. But um, imagine if you had an Iron Man suit and you were in the Running Away Club. That'd you could awesome. run away at fly away. the heart. Away. Of, it'd be the Flying Away, <laughs> fly away that's Club. A, that's a different club. You guys that's a different yeah. club. All right, yeah. The Repulsor Ray Club. Mm. Um, this was sad news to see. Celebrated filmmaker Richard Donner, director of classic films such as Superman, Lethal Weapon, and The Goonies, has died. He was 91 years old. Lethal Weapon and Goonies are two of my favorite movies of all time. They're great. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I went to see, unbeknownst to me, I went to a, um, a a screening. They weren't saying what the movie was. It was a test audience, and I was part of it. Yeah. Bizarrely, they, they were doing a test audience in you know Long Island. And I went to the screening, and it was Lethal Weapon. And oh. I remember that night being at the movie, seeing that movie in particular. It was just fantastic. He passed away on Monday, according to his wife, producer <clears throat> Lauren Schuler Donner, who paid tribute to her husband in an emotional interview with Deadline. She said he was a great man. I was very, very lucky, a very, very lucky woman, but he was very sick, so it was time uh. for him to go. She said the love for him coming out is amazing. Uh, that's who he was. He was larger than life and fun and generous, and everybody who knew him loved him, absolutely loved him. Steven Spielberg, who wrote the story for the 1980 film The Goonies, also paid tribute to Donner, saying in a statement, Dick had such a powerful command of his movies and was so gifted across so many genres. Being in his circle was akin to hanging out with your favorite coach, smartest professor, fiercest motivator, most endearing friend, staunchest ally, and, of course, the greatest Goonie of all. He was all kid, all heart, all the time. And I can't believe he's gone. But his husky, hearty laugh will stay with me always. Actor Sean Astin, who of course starred in The Goonies, shared his own memories of Donner, tweeting, Richard Donner had the biggest, boomiest voice you can imagine. He commanded attention, and he laughed like no man has ever laughed before. Dick was so much fun. What I perceived in him... As a 12-year-old kid, is that he cared. I love how much he cared. Goonies never say die. Mel Gibson, who was directed by Donner in six films, including four Lethal Weapon movies, paid tribute to the filmmaker. He said, Donner, my friend, my mentor, all the things I learned from him, he undercut his own talent and greatness with a huge chunk of humility, referring to himself as merely a traffic cop. He left his ego at the door and required that of others. He was magnanimous of heart and soul, which he liberally gave to all who knew him. If we piled up all the good deeds he did, it would stretch to some uncharted place in the firmament. I will sorely miss him with all his mischievous wit and wisdom. Everybody loved this guy. Yeah, yeah, not a... That's that's the reason I'm I'm throwing all these quotes in there because they are really gushing over him. Uh, Danny Glover uh, said, My heart is broken. Working with Dick Donner, Mel Gibson, and Lethal Weapon team was one of my proudest moments of my career. I will forever be grateful to him for that. Dick genuinely cared about me, my life, and my family. We were friends and loved each other far beyond collaborating uh, for the screen and the success uh, that the Lethal Weapon franchise brought us. I will greatly miss him. Sylvester Stallone, who was directed by Donner in the movie Assassins. I didn't see that movie. No, yeah, not okay. awesome, but it's not. Yeah, it's okay. He said, I enjoyed working with Dick Donner on Assassins. He was a man's man, extremely talented, great sense of humor. His big laughter was like rolling thunder. I've never heard him speak, but apparently... Everybody goes on about what a voice he had. And 
There you go. And, and Kevin Feige goes on and on about him. Uh, and he says, above all, he taught me that it can it can and must be done with respect, caring, and kindness to everyone in front of and behind the camera. Uh, Donner's wife also produced a number of hit films under the Donner's company, including the hugely successful X-Men franchise and the heartwarming Free Willy film. So, yeah. Did you um, see the uh, the Gene Hackman quote? No. So Gene is uh, in his 90s as well and hasn't acted since 2004. So to get anything out of Gene Hackman is uh, kind of notable these days. Right. And obviously he played Lex Luthor in the Superman movie. And so when, he, when they showed up for filming, uh, Richard Donner did not want Gene Hackman to have a mustache. And so... Um, Richard Donner, unbeknownst to Gene Hackman, showed up with a fake mustache. And he said to Gene Hackman, listen, I want you to shave your mustache off. I don't think it's right for the role. But in order to do that, I'll, I'll be your compatriot. I'll shave mine off as well. And he just peeled off his sh- his <laughs> oh, fake mustache and got Gene, Gene to uh, to shave his. That's great. Also, Richard Donner apparently paid for the actor Chunk, the guy that played Chunk. Yeah. He paid for his college. Oh, man. He just went out of his wow. way for, for nice, you know, to do I nice things that. for people. Yeah. Always, and, and besides, as you mentioned, Preston, besides just the directing, the, the, the projects he got made because he would attach to them. I mean, just so many great mo- moments at the uh, movies. And he's responsible for so much. Yeah, I love that. I love the you know the the warmth, the adulation because he deserves it. Sad news. And he, a lot of people. So there were two directors on the Superman movies. There was Richard Donner for number one, and then a lot of people think that Richard Lester, who's a great director, but was mostly responsible for number two. But the second Superman movie with Christopher Reeve, a large portion of that was directed by Richard Donner. Oh, really? So you know he really is responsible for both. Uh, actor Fran Drescher. Of the nanny fame, uh, is running for the presidency of Hollywood's largest union. She announced on Friday she would seek to become the next leader of SAG-AFTRA. Wow. After longtime leader uh, Gabrielle uh, Cartera said that she would not run for re-election mm. this fall. Uh, but she declared her support for Drescher and running mate Anthony Rapp, a veteran TV film and theater oh, actor who is running for a national secretary treasurer. I would love to hear Fran Drescher's SAG speeches. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. I actually, I was watching, I don't know why, but something from on YouTube from The Nanny popped up. And there's <laughs> a scene where Fran is, um, they're, they're having sushi and she's never had um, uh, wasabi before. Right. And she eats like a whole bunch of it. And all of a sudden, her voice turned normal. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Oh, it was hilarious. Oh, that's great. Because she doesn't really yeah, yeah. talk like that. No, it's she amps it. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, she, yeah, I don't think we're going to get any speeches like that. Uh, Cartera said, I'm so pleased to have served the members of sag after for the last five and a half years in his joy and humility that I passed the baton to a new team of experienced and dedicated leaders who will guide the union to the future. With Fran Drescher at the helm, I know our union and our membership are in great hands, so she might be our president. We get to vote. We get to vote, and we can vote for we can vote for the nanny. Uh, In a statement, Drescher said, "I am honored to have been asked to run. I hope to apply my experience as the president of the Cancer Schmancer Movement and my uh, success on Capitol Hill as a public diplomacy envoy uh, for uniting our union, increasing member benefits, and giving our 160,000 strong members a more significant presence on the national landscape. Hey, let me ask you a question, because both the unions have morphed into one. Could a radio person run for the presidency of SAG? In other words, someone who has absolutely no knowledge of screen acting at all. Yeah. I'm guessing any member could probably right? sure, why not? run. So you, you should know. run. You I'm going to do it. Yeah. 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 All right. Do you get paid for that? 
Can I still watch TV? <laughs> I was on a Zoom last year for uh, for the radio station for um, COVID protocols for, and for the union, and uh, Gabrielle Carteris was on there. How was she? Oh, it could not have been cooler. Um, real advocate for us for for the uh, members of the union, which was really neat to see. But I couldn't. I, I, I like the whole <laughs> Zoom meeting. I was staring at Gabrielle the whole time. I'm Look like, at her. She was on nine hundred two one zero. Right, right. <laughs> Who was the one before? It was uh, she was from Little House, right? Yeah, um, Laura yeah. Ingalls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Um, Laura Ingalls was. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The hell's her name? Her actual God, name. God damn it! What's her name? I'm drawing a blank too. Because I keep thinking Sarah Jessica Parker, but she's it's not super famous, and I yeah. can't Melissa remember. Gilbert. Melissa Thank you. Gilbert. Melissa Gilbert. She was president at one point, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a few of them. And um, uh, the guy from White Shadow, um, uh, Ken Howard. Yeah, he yes. was. He was president. That's for, right. For a stretch too. I think There's he was a, after who of who the hell Laura are they? Yeah, he passed away a couple years ago. He did, yeah. That's when he gave up his presidency. Right, he was done (laughs) after that. He stepped down. (laughs) Hey, Kiefer Sutherland. Well, there may be an urge for him to replay his role as Jack Bauer and catch the bad guys because police say a thief has jacked his gardener's equipment. Jack, that was his name on 24. According to law enforcement sources, uh, they may not have known who they were messing with. When the 24 star was landscaping at his home in Los Angeles last month. Where are my edge clippers, Chloe? At some point, while Sutherland's gardener was working, the suspect had apparently taken what was worth to be more than $1,500 in equipment, uh, tools, especially weed whackers and hedge trimmers. Um, by the way, how, how tall is he? He's probably about like 5'10". <laughs> okay, he's a small guy. I was watching Stand By Me the other day, and he's ace, right? He's as yeah. bad as. Mm-hmm. And so at one point, he's... um. He's about to hold a cigarette to uh, River. No, the other Phoenix is Joaquin. Uh, <laughs> Joaquin. No, 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 it was River. Phoenix. It was. River. Yeah, but so he's supposed to be older and like at this tough guy, but like he was about the same height as uh, him and and Gordy Lachance. And I was like, all right, you could have filmed this a little bit differently well, to make you, you it look have, like he was a little bit more imposing. You don't have to be tall to look be at tough. Joe Pesci, right? Joe Pesci is ah, very, right. Yeah, fair go. enough. Right? Fair enough. Joe Pesci was originally up for that role in Stand By Me. He was older, <laughs> no and he probably way. outweighed him a lot more. So, okay, you know. all right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Kiefer was at home at the time, and surveillance footage of the theft was underway, but uh, so far no arrests have been made, and police are still investigating the missing weed whacker. I hope the governor's going to address this. I hope we're going to get yeah. to that, yeah. All right, so news from the world of The Bachelor. Lauren Bushnell and Chris Lane's newborn is back at home after 14 hours in the hospital. We had a baby. The pair <laughs> took their son, Dutton, uh, to the ER after suspecting he had developed an ear infection. She farted and the baby came out. Uh, 14 hours later, uh, we are home and resting. Basically, he has a common virus, basically a cold. is huge now. An ear infection, but with babies so small in under 28 days, uh, they worry about meningitis and do full workup and spinal tap. Great movie. Uh, Bushnell explained on her Instagram story. Uh, she said that she and Lane, thankfully, only have to treat their son with some medication, but are praying it doesn't turn respiratory or get any secondary infections. So are they... They welcomed Dutton back in June. In the history of The Bachelor, how many couples have actually... There's like three or four at this yeah. point. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of success stories, but yeah. it seems like these guys are one. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, of the 25,000 yeah. Bachelor couples... I mean, Trista and Ryan, they were the, like, the yeah. most famous successful. Well, there are a few right. uh, over the years, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and I guess they, uh, I think they have a family, right? They had a baby. Yeah, they we, got like we have kids. a family. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Just ask Ryan. Uh-huh. Mm. 
babies. Uh, Kim Kardashian hit the deck wakeboarding over July 4th. Ooh. And fans ate up the footage that she shared on Instagram story. <laughs> she usually eats up the deck. Wait, she went wakeboarding? Yes. I guess so, Is that yeah. what Zuckerberg was doing? No, no. no. Zuckerberg has a very cool, it's a, uh, I'd like to it's get one. It's a hydrofoil it's, or something yeah, like that. Right. So it's, it's powered is, underneath. Yeah. You're towed behind a boat. Yeah. And they had, there's an oh, arm right. that sticks out and you can basically, um... You board behind that. It's now, there are snowboarding people, on water. There are, cool is, pe- there are yeah. people who can do just in the wake of a powerboat um, can can surf. actually surf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Zuckerberg yeah, Cecily and her kids do that all the time. Zuckerberg sings motorized underneath there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it motorized? It's motorized. Yeah. 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 So there's yeah there's also the like what they said. Some of them are motorized, and then some it's just. The wake, right. you're, you're just going yeah. with the wake of yeah. the boat, and they can keep moving gotcha. somehow. Right, but that's a surfboard that's type different. thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit different than this. That video of him with the American flag and uh, what's playing, Country Roads, yes. while he's doing it, is yet another just bizarre video of Zuckerberg. Um, what I think is there is actually a version of this type of board that is not powered. Yeah, that uses the wake. you use your own. You, yeah. Yes, yeah. Because you see him bouncing up and down in that right. video to keep right. things moving. So I, that's why I was curious if what he had. There. But he's hauling. By the way, quick side story for just us. Casey sent a text over the weekend uh, from somebody that we're going to have on as a guest. And he was apologizing for not getting back to Casey sooner and that he loves the show and he right. wants to come on. And I read it as Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, <laughs> and wow. I was like, what? Yeah. I, was like, I didn't even know Casey was talking to him. That's so cool. How does he know us? Oh, my God. Uh, different no. Mark Z. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zumoff. Mark Zuckerberg. Same thing. I, I literally, I read it three times. And finally, the third time I went back and I was like, oh, oh right. Yes, he's yeah. retiring. Well, That's why we're having him on. I mean, Zumoff is starting Zoom book. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's on Friday that we're going to have uh, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so anyhow, despite the nosedive, she managed to hop on and ride another wave. She also revealed that her sister Chloe was not feeling her playlist for the event. Oh, okay. uh, why have I not seen this footage yet? Yeah, where I, I, is I've it? been watching footage of freaking Mark Zuckerberg with a flag in here. Yeah, it's up. You can find time. it. I'm sure Connor will get it. He's good on this. Uh, but yeah, she actually succeeds the second time. Uh, but she was not feeling you say Preston. She I was not I feeling sure the, this. She wasn't feeling the playlist. Uh, she wasn't feeling oh. the playlist. Chloe wasn't because <laughs> right. it featured Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Uh, and she's going through some pain right now because yeah. of Tristan. I guess so. Tristan. So she wasn't feeling it. All right. So here, here's a still. And where uh, were they? Do we know? Uh, they were on a lake. Yeah, but uh, let's see. Yeah, Nick, it doesn't say specifically where they were. You know, I, I think a lake is probably... A better case, like for yeah. you, yeah. a lake would be better if you yeah. wanted to do this stuff because you're unless you're in Lake Zambezi, you're not going to encounter sharks. There's sharks in Lake Zambezi. There's sharks. There, in fact, oh. there's a very sort of a vicious shark in Lake Zambezi. You know what it's known as? The Lake Zambezi shark. The oh. Lake Zambezi shark. Wow. Yeah. All right. So let me see here. Um, uh, this is uh, now I'm not familiar with this guy, um, but he's a model and was a rising uh, actor. A guy named Daniel Mickelson uh, passed away. He was 23 years old. Uh. Uh, sister announced his death. Celebrities, <clears throat> including Paris Hilton and Kia Gerber, uh, Kai Gerber, uh, shared their grief. Uh, the cause of death on July 4th was not revealed. Uh, in January, he launched a fashion brand called Kids Back Home. Uh, celebrities shared their thoughts. Patrick Schwarzenegger told Mickelson's sister, praying for you. Model Kai Gerber posted, uh, I remember the time we sat on a couch and spent 
the whole day coming up with our own secret language that we continued to speak every time we saw each other. I wish we could go back there. I wish you were still taking in sentences that probably annoyed everyone else but made us crack up the whole time. Did they mention what he passed from? No, I said it wasn't, uh, yeah, it wasn't huh. revealed. Uh, and Paris Hilton said, so sad to hear this RIP, but I'm not familiar with him, but apparently several people were, so I thought that was definitely worth mentioning. Uh, let me see here another thing. Oh, um, the recent crowdfunding campaign for top New Zealand stunt performer and coordinator Dana Grant to undergo emergency brain surgery, supported by Lucy Lawless and other top actors and producers, put a spotlight on Amazon Studios' Lord of the Rings series. And that is because Grant suffered a concussion while working on the New Zealand set of the big budget fantasy drama in March. And it's one of several cases cited in a story by the New Zealand Herald, which relying on mostly anonymous sources, alleged that concerns about safety standards on the show are not being treated seriously enough after at least two injuries requiring surgery were not proactively reported to WorkSafe, WorkSafe branding the set of the show as unsafe workplace for huh. stunt performers. That's not good, yeah, especially folks- since it's a sprawling series. Yeah, a spokesperson for the streamer said, Amazon Studios takes the health and physical and emotional welfare of our cast and crew extremely seriously. Uh, as a top priority, the production team continued to be in full compliance with the mandated WorkSafe New Zealand safety and security government regulations. Uh, the New Zealand Herald alleges that Grant had been made to do maneuvers that she was uncomfortable with on Lord of the Rings. No direct link between Grant's injury on the set of the Amazon show and her subsequent traumatic brain injury symptoms has been established as she was reportedly cleared to return to work and resume her daily activities after the incident and did stunts on multiple other productions before she was recently diagnosed with an 8mm aneurysm and upper spinal injuries. Another stunt worker, a guy named Thomas Kiwi, said that he left the production in March after badly injuring his right shoulder on rotator cuff, and he claims that he complained repeatedly to the stunt supervisor that he was not properly rigged up with the sport wires while performing a backflip stunt. Uh, neither Grant nor Kiwi's injuries were reported to uh, WorkSafe, which is New Zealand's equivalent of OSHA. So there may be a little bit of trouble on that mm. set. They're looking into it. One last thing. Uh, in the first big cons deal... STX has earned the rights to Gerald Butler's action sequel, Greenland Migration. Okay. Did you see Greenland? You know what? I, it's been <clears throat> airing, and I've caught just a little bit of it, and it was enough to make me go, okay. It's good. That might be worth it's watching. It's pretty good. They, I, of all the times you've seen movies like this, yeah. they, find a, they find a niche. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, you know, with, with the, things like this, you need to, there needs to be like a giant explosion of some sort. You want to see right. that. Uh, they also, they had this uh, strained relationship that wasn't annoying and unnecessary. They dismiss it, though, yeah. quick the, the enough. married couple? Yeah, married yeah, couple. Yeah. Like, you know, like with uh, 21 or 2012, remember that with like John Cusack and, you know, yeah. it was... All right, I get it. They're, they're they're divorced or estranged or whatever, and they're coming back. They, they, you don't need that. You don't like. Oh, they, you they, the, the world's, world's going to blow up. Yeah. yeah, you can you can set your petty yeah uh, relationship issues aside yeah. for the time being until we find out if we're all going to die or not. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Okay, I see what you're getting at. All right. Anyhow, well, they're going to do a sequel, and it's going to be called uh, Greenland Migration. Cool. Uh, STX is shelling out twenty five dollars for the domestic rights. Wow, twenty five bucks! Man, we could have. Oh my it. god, we oh, should release god. it. Seriously. All right, I bid thirty. From Preston and Steve <laughs> Productions, Greenland Two Migration. Migration. Yeah. Uh, 
As soon as it was twenty five dollars, I would have been. And Brian will say, "Morn Show Inc.'s big deal." Uh, the project is set to shoot in twenty twenty two. Twenty five dollars. So, listen, if we spent that money, we should be able to get Gerard Butler on this show, right? I think yeah. so. Okay, but we the own contract. you, but. Two. All right, let's do the clips now. You won, Preston. You won. Uh, The original cast of 1971's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory reunited to celebrate the film's 50th anniversary. In this clip, Peter Ostrom talks about how the movie has taken on new forms throughout the year. Stop right there. Who did Peter Ostrom? That's Charlie, right? Was that Charlie? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. A sequel or a prequel, um, a different version, opera, Broadway. It just keeps reappearing because it's a great story. Um, the, our version, there'll never be another original version like we did. Shut the f*** up! He's a veterinarian now. I saw a little yes. uh, follow-up on when I'm like... Like bovine, like he works with cows and, and oh. livestock and all that stuff, and he got out of acting altogether. He was very um, good. He was a likable, yeah. likable child actor. Uh, 50th anniversary remaster of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is available now. Here's the next clip. Sorry, tried to get there. We go. Uh, with just two episodes left, Marvel's Loki is coming to a close. In this clip, Sophia DiMartino discusses how she draws inspiration from her co-star. It was fascinating listening to Tom talk about Loki. Like you say, he knows that character inside and out. He's been playing it for 10 years. He knows him better than anyone in the world. And it, it was so helpful to have Tom there to, you know, ask questions and just watch him play Loki. And I could, you know, you can see what he loves playing about him and how how much fun he's having. Yeah! New episode of Loki premieres today. That is on Disney Plus, by the way. And there you go. Your entertainment report for today, friend. All right, let's take a break and uh, dive right back into things. We have a couple of guests on the show. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning. And our buddy Jeff Devlin from Stonehouse Revival, the season four premiere is tonight, by the way. Uh, we'll be on the program. So we'll be back yeah. in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. So uh, a holiday weekend. We took a, an extra vacation day because Monday was a um, um, company holiday. So... I uh, had a little bonus, long weekend, which is wonderful. I saw this. Okay, you know, you come in after five days off, yeah. um, and it's just a whole, you know, and then the three-day work week. And right. It's, it's just a, it's a, it's a whole other animal. A and, whole and new even, world. Even if you had, yeah, uh, a new yeah. fantastic point yeah. of view. Uh, no, but if, even if you get like a three-day weekend and you have that shortened four-day work week, how awesome is that? <laughs> I mean, I, I saw this in Iceland They've been actually testing out a shortened work week. Uh, How many days to see if there are better outcomes? So they 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 give you and so they've trimmed down the hours essentially. Uh, many employers cut their work week from forty hours to thirty five. So you get more than half a day. You know, it's almost like a a four day work week. I got you. So I could swing that. So they were doing this uh, to for studies to see what they would find out and the trial involved uh, trimming people's work hours without trimming their pay in order to see how it would affect their health, happiness and also productivity. The test group amounts to roughly 1% of the island nation's population. Uh, many employers cut from 40 to 35 hours. 
Uh, workplaces also specifically focused on being more efficient during their limited hours by cutting meetings, altering work patterns, and reorganizing shift work. What were the effects on productivity? It improved. Wow, it did improve. Really? Or remained the same okay, in the majority but of there cases. Was not, there was no significant loss in productivity. Yes. So then I suggest this. Yes. Work one 40-hour day. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't do that. Well, there's there, only there, there restrictions. You're right. Day, You're right. Restrictions. So, uh, but employees reported a dramatic improvement in their well-being, including lower stress well, yeah, and no a better kidding. work-life balance over the period. Yeah, that, I mean that's it makes sense. That's well, yes. But the productivity remained the same and or was improved is impressive. I think the study showed that more people at their cubicles were playing Walking on Sunshine mm-hmm. too. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah, right? They were I was so be happy from working 4 days a week. He just couldn't escape that sound. Uh so it shows that the public sector is ripe for being a pioneer of shorter <laughs> working weeks. Uh, a lesson that can be learned. <laughs> the Bill Weston for other governments. Right, play that again. When Bill Weston walks in and he sees Tisha's in the sink, yeah, he's enjoyed himself. And then, what is this? When he sees a soup bowl, dirty dishes in the sink. What is this? Pointing at people as he's walking down the hallway. How you doing? How's it going? How are you? Nice to see you. What's that? What is this? A cereal bowl in the sink? I shall throw it out. It was Chuck's childhood bowl. I know. He'd had His grandmother on her deathbed said, never lose this (laughs) Chucky. It'll always remind you of me. Uh, the large-scale trial is expected to inspire other communities that are experimenting with shorter work weeks around the world, uh, including uh, Canada and I'm not sure other uh, there are countries, no other countries that are going to try they, it. Just Canada. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. If you talk about the cycle of the work week, so I look at it this way. I start to feel um, when you start to hit Wednesday into Thursday... Um, Thursday evening, I start to, like, I, I might be a little more, I might watch a movie or something. Fr- for my, yes. m- the sweet spot of my weekend, I have to be honest, is Friday afternoon and Friday night. Yeah, me too. Because because you have, I still have Saturday, yep. and I still have Sunday. I start thinking about work on And Saturday. Sunday for me is sort of like a, mm, not okay. a, not a real day off. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, because Monday's looming too hard. Right. That's why you have to go with Casey's theory of Thursday. Yes. Starting it off. At the end of work. <laughs> It's already Friday. Right. And if yeah. you can go into that. You yeah. can have a good time on Thursday. You can even go out on Thursday mm-hmm. yeah. because, you know, you have Friday. And you're just getting through one day. Yeah, I can deal with right. a little hangover I on can Friday. do that. Yeah, I you can know? make that work. I mean, my track marks will heal up a little bit. I'll feel better for Friday. But, but to me, if you, if, you, if you do then have Friday or what would you prefer to have in a three-day Work weekend scenario. I'd Friday, Friday or Monday. Off. I'd rather have Friday off. Right. Uh, but we we instead we do like a Monday off usually. But I I would like to get into the weekend early. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because I I think there's a freshness to Monday. You know what I mean? Everybody's beginning this work day right. together, and it's kind of like, okay, what'd you do over the weekend? Right. Or what happened over the weekend? How you doing? Was... <laughs> hey. How you doing? Looking good. Get a haircut. <laughs> 
I got a straight compliment from Bill yesterday. Really? That's not a backhanded compliment. A compliment. You are a good straight man. No, no. It was because Bill's compliments are always come with a caveat. You, you get a compliment and then you get a uh, you know, but you <laughs> right. deserve this sure. negative associated with it as well. Uh, but I was here for the best of yesterday, and uh, he said that Robin and I sounded really good on the air together. Nice, That's good. Yeah. nice, nice. Well, listen. Speaking of days off. Uh, heat waves obviously becoming worse and more frequent in North America, and public health officials are considering having heat days for workers and students, much like snow days. Hmm. And the heat well, days I can see that would allow workers and students to stay huh. home on days when temperatures and humidity are too much uh, to reasonably handle. Well, I am far less productive on hot days, and listen, we have an easy job in air conditioning. But you know, like a heat day for for students, um, I remember that in in high school, just not functioning really well, and. Functioning much better on a snow day because it's just not nearly as hot out. Yesterday warmed me. Yeah. You know, like like when it's you awesome. have that oppressive humidity. Even inside, I find myself like, uh, you just don't feel like doing anything. I can see, though, the, the notion now, especially since people could actually, students could be home and learn, you know, yeah. take a day remotely and do it that way. Yeah. You don't have to AC up, um, you know, uh, a school. Yeah. You know, you can, there's and some with, savings. With these I think this is mainly targeting, like, you know, what was happening in Seattle and some of the Pacific Northwest, where they were getting in 100-plus days for a region that is not used not to Not prepared that. for it. I could see a heat day being a valid thing. Um, um, Bigfoot was wearing short shorts. Wow. No yeah. It's got to look pretty hot. Uh, ultimately, the experts say uh, communities will need to come together to make their decision on whether they can do that or not. Going back to the weekend yeah, uh, yeah. And, and the mindset, I have a couple of calls. I'm going to go to Mario. Mario, good morning. Oh, uh, no, she was a dancer. She was <laughs> <laughs> Call me. What's up, bud? All right, so listen, I have a theory about how to uh, almost trick your brain into thinking that the weekend is longer. Ooh, All right. So, okay. So a lot of people come home Friday night, and they just want to chill because they had a long week. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you wake up Saturday, you realize you got to do all kinds of other stuff. So I've realized that if I do something on Friday, whether it's like um, like cleaning the house or like if I need to organize a certain room or something like that, I know Kathy. I'm speaking. Yes, to you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, or if like, um, like going out with friends, even. So that way, when you by the time you wake up on Saturday, you have this feeling that you've already done something. Okay. Like whether whether it's love cleaning it. or going out, <clears throat> and then that way, when you wake up Saturday, it feels like Sunday, but you wake. Oh wait, half the cleaning's done, and I got a whole other day. So if your inclination is to take it easy Friday, just let it go because you've already had a, a tough work. You're saying kind of, uh, in, in, and it can be either hanging out with friends or hunkering down and getting those projects done that you need to do. Just bite the bullet, do it on Friday, and it makes that weekend seem longer. I'm saying do something. Like, if you got something on the list to do, or, like, it could be inside sitting down, like, you know, doing a model or something, just something you wanted to get done. But instead of just sitting there and, like, turning on Netflix, you know, like, do something. Right. And then that way, it'll trick you. No, okay. I, I can understand that. I, I'm a big fan of, for example, I do most of my show prep for Monday. I will do it on I do a Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you still got another day. I used yep. to do the same thing in college. I did all my work on Friday so I could enjoy the weekend and not have to worry about come Sunday. Oh, crap, I got to write this paper. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's that's just, sage advice, man. Yeah. I like it, Mario. Thanks, hey, man. I'm, Appreciate y'all. Have a good day. All right, later, brother. See you. It's the way your mind processes it. I just, I agree. I I like that. Like, I'm terrible on the on the downside of a vacation week. Like, from like once you start to hit Friday and Saturday, if you've been off for like a week, it's Mm -hmm. like, I, and it's like, uh, it just robs me of my will to do anything. Going to Mario though, I I was thinking about you know. 
I'm totally different than I was in my teens and 20s and probably even 30s, too, because I was classic procrastinator. Right. I would just wait and wait and wait and wait. And now everything that I do, I, I like to get on it and get it done. And it is in the past, and that gives me more relaxing time. Mm. And I'm trying to instill this in my kids. It ain't working. They don't want to hear. Well, they're, oh, they're, they're, they're like you. They're, they're going to do exactly, exactly what you did. Yeah. Exactly. But but I'm but I'm saying, listen, if you if we if we just put in a little effort, a little time, like you know, thirty minutes or whatever it might take, right now, you're done with it. It's finished. Whatever it is. My scenario has adapted over the years to if I the the moment I think about it, don't think about it for more than a second, and just go do it. Yeah. Uh, you just go do it. Yep. Uh, now, you know, that, that can lead to some issues, but at least you yeah. get it out of the way. And once you can do that, once that's why even on vacation, you know, I, I cannot disconnect. I still have to check email and stuff in the morning and then earn my rest of the, the uh, vacation. I envy people who can shut down completely yeah, and disconnect. I can definitely I do that. But I, I, uh, I, I like to go, I like to have more time on the back end than on the front end yes. of, of days off. So I, I try to hunker down. Hang on, I'm going to go to Kelly. Hi, Kelly, good morning. Morning, chicken pot, chicken pot, chicken pot pie. Sounds tasty. What's up? So I'm in Casey's mindset. In order to feel like the week's better, every Thursday is Thursday Eve, or Friday Eve. Friday yes. Eve. Yes, yes. no, I, like I love that. I like Perfect. It. Yep. All my work calls, I go, hey, everybody, Friday Eve, and they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> no, you're right. It's a, it's a little mental trick that you can do. It, that, right. that any any little belt, any little bit that you can help, I think, is worth it. It, it listen. Friday is is casual dress day often. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, Hawaiian yeah, yeah. shirt day. Yeah. If you treat Friday as a little treat. You get a an extended weekend. I, I think that's the smart way to go. I found like a nice, a nice uh, other kind of trick to make the weekend feel longer is to take off on Monday, and then the weekend definitely feels a lot. Yes, longer it that does way. feel longer, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. Uh, by the way, speaking of the heat, um, I know that um, you know the the sky's been a bit hazy lately. And yes, it's not really from the humidity. No, uh, it has been from smoke from wildfires in the Pacific Northwest. Do you remember when the California yes fires a couple of years ago? Was that two years? It was ago? last year. Was that last year? Well, it's, they, they, and those it's sunsets, on fire all the time. And yeah. those sunsets were unbelievable. They were magnificent because of the smoke. It was a horrible reason yeah. to have great sunsets. But... It, it sucks, but it's the truth, and we forget about that because there was an article in the, in the Inquirer. I think I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, concerning that, and and uh, yeah, it's it's just you. Oh yeah, the other side of the country, but it affects the way yeah. our skies look right now. Yeah. So the smoke in the high atmosphere has been uh, riding upper air currents uh, from the west, uh, and even if we get you know heavy rain, thunderstorms, and all that stuff, it's unlikely that it would be able to route the uh, the smoke anywhere else. Uh, that would take a big shift in upper air winds or, uh, you know, if the fires wrap up. Uh, right now, there's more than 200 wildfires uh, burning in British Columbia. Jeez. Along with several others in Washington and Oregon. Uh, so it's giving kind of like a milky haziness. Uh, yeah, to like the, a really thick. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. Um, so you guys were down at the shore, right? And, mm-hmm. and it was a little bit more consistent. Here it was... Um, Clouds, rain, sun. Clouds, rain, sun. Clouds, rain. It can't, <laughs> right? Did you notice that, Kathy? I, I was also not in the yeah, area. Okay, I, it was. It was. It sucked. Really? You know, it's like you would really couldn't get up ahead of steam. Right. You know, like and, and things kept getting interrupted. I so, was at an outdoor wedding on uh, Friday, and it was that um, you know it was out in Hershey, and yeah. the, so there was that element, Steve. 
but somehow the gods smiled down on these people because uh, there, there was like a four-hour window where uh, there was no rain. Uh, and it, but earlier in the day, yeah. it was torrential downpours. And I drove out that way on, on Thursday, and, man, it would, like there were parts where I had to pull over on the side of the road. It was coming down so hard. I was standing on my patio yesterday. It was sunny. And it was raining. It was a oh, downpour. Did anybody take a walk last night after the downpour? No. Did anybody no. go outside? Oh, my God. It was like walking into a jungle last night. I was out at like 730, just walk around the neighborhood. I was just walking, sweating my balls off. It was wow. disgusting. So on, it had to have been Sunday. We got no rain on Sunday in Wildwood. But uh, in uh, Ocean City, did you, anybody see the pictures of like, I mean, it was ridiculous how concentrated this oh, yeah. rainstorm was. It looked was. like a mushroom cr- cloud. Yeah. yeah uh, it, was there was, it only rained in like yeah. one Tiny spot. It like, it. Yeah, a picture yeah. of it. It was a solid column of rain. Was it a what's called a microburst? You guys familiar with that? Yes. This I real don't intense, think so. concentrated area of heavy, heavy, heavy rain. Um, okay. No, I didn't see that. Okay. I saw a lightning strike photo in Wildwood that yeah. looked outrageous. Um, but yeah, I guess there was some uh, inclement weather. Uh, in and around. Yeah, here you go, Press. Yeah. This oh, is from wow. uh, Cecily Tyson. It does look like a mushroom said. cloud. Yeah, doesn't it? Interesting. Or maybe it was an atomic bomb blast. We right. could have yeah. overlooked the fact that there was an atomic bomb they blast. They do test those out in the water often, yeah. and what better mm-hmm. beach than Wildwood? <laughs> those renters must have loved it there. Hey, speaking of renters, Airbnb... <laughs> That was good. It's holding on. Well done. I'm walking on sunshine <laughs> because of that segue. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, yeah, not the. Yeah. Hey, that was a hell of a segue. You have me walking on sunshine. Uh, Airbnb is holding the line on its under 25 year old's house ban. Uh, even as we are, you know, uh, more people are branching out after lockdown and more people are being uh, blocked than we knew about. Airbnb says that its anti, anti-party anti safety system has blocked more than 100,000 suspicious bookings uh, since launching uh Last July, so that's the big gambit, right? You're, you 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 want you want to book an Airbnb, but you don't want the renter to know that you're going to throw a, a rager. Yeah, and so that's what they're trying to protect against. Wait, oh, yeah. it launched last July. Yeah, last July. Well, then it's not doing great because we've had tons of stories about these giant parties happening in Airbnbs. Well, they've blocked more than a hundred thousand. They're doing what they can. So you know, I mean, they're they're or not going to get was, every single one of them. Was the new thing to then share with uh, the other Airbnb like sites? That was because we had that story a couple of weeks ago. Maybe that was right. the addition to it to uh, relay information on offending. Yeah, like yeah, right, exactly. People? Okay, so that they can't then go to the other site and rent from there. Right. So the system prevents guests who are 24 or younger and have fewer than three positive Airbnb reviews from reserving entire houses near where they live. So that's kind of the requirement. So why doesn't any, somebody swoop in and do air debaucherous orgies? Mm. I think that'd be a draw. Right. Uh, the initiative was first rolled out in Canada in 2020 after a rash of violent house parties. Um, violent house parties. Yeah, according to uh, Online Rental Marketplace, uh, or to the Online Rental Marketplace, uh, we know that people over the age of 24 are perfectly capable of booking a home uh, for the wrong reasons, too. But based on the positive impact this policy has had on unauthorized parties booked by guests under 25, we believe this is the right action to continue to protect the safety of our community. Uh, Airbnb confirmed the following local data for its blocked booking system. And Los Angeles tops the list with at least 15,000 party shutdowns <laughs> in the past year. year. Wow. Why, why there? I... 
Uh, Atlanta came in second with 12,000. Chicago had 10,000. Is there a robust Airbnb uh, environment out on the shore, the Jersey Shore? Or I don't are those, know. those are mostly. I've looked them up, but yeah. uh, and there's some, but I've... I think it's limited on yeah. Airbnb. So like, I properties, think... properties get rented up fully, right? Yeah, they have like like rental companies that right. take care of all that. Usually, stuff. the real estate companies like they, they have yeah. a whole separate mm-hmm. rental page, you know, on their websites, and you just can look call for the for man that. with the googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, Dallas had 7,000, San Diego 6,000, Charlotte 5,100, Phoenix 5,000. So this is how many they have said no to. You ever rent a place for a uh, big party when you were? No, no. We did. We used to rent really? a, uh, a, a like a suite at the Ritz. No, was it the Ritz? Yeah, in, in, in Manhattan. And, um, you know, we've had like... We, my buddies and I, we, the house detectives would come up and they'd come up and can you know, can you keep it down? But it was like New Year's Eve. Yeah, right. it wasn't like we were doing it in yeah. the middle of a week in in, in March. Yeah, there are yeah. other parties going yeah, on yeah. at so the time. It wasn't like it was outlandish. Uh, the system does not block single room or hotel bookings. Uh, it will also allow entire house bookings by users uh, age twenty four or below if they have a good Airbnb history. <clears throat> Airbnb history. Uh, and uh, or are making long-term rental plans. I think you should have to present your report card. Uh, if your booking is blocked, you will know at the time of your booking attempt. So they will let you know right away if you if you can get it or not. But um, you know, there's ways to get around that. Yes, you, know, you can get other people from. You know, if, if they're if they're looking for renters who are in close proximity, you can fake. Or stuff, get on so. your buddy's shoulders and wear a long trench coat. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that too. And handlebar mustache and all that. By the way, going back to the story we had before, the uh, that rain phenomenon in yes. Ocean City. Of uh, John was on the beach when it happened, and the picture is from the beach. Hey, John, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, buddy. All right, so you were there when this bizarre storm came through. Yeah, it was a it, it was a beautiful day. Uh, and me, my four kids, I have like a four kids under ten. We were there having a great day. We went to walk about a hundred yards to go see some family, and then all of a sudden, God basically just started peeing on us for about <laughs> huh. 20 minutes. Wow. That's beautiful. And, One way to look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the <laughs> Lord pissed upon them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, um, the rain was, it, it was, it was eerily cold and hard. It was almost like uh, hail was cold. Okay. Like 20 and then minutes. the Lord pissed upon Moses and he spaketh suchly. <laughs> uh, it was really cold, you said? Yeah, it, 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 Drop like twenty degrees within like five minutes. Right. It's, it's wild when that does happen, and, and sometimes you get the impression that someone has just unzipped the cloud. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, just open it up. It's almost as if a God is peeing on us. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. How's it going, guys? You know, it's interesting. I, what I what I hadn't realized because this is our first summer down um, the Jersey Shore is. How much more comfortable the weather is there? I know I've always associated the beach with just hot. It's hot and freaking yeah. no shade and freaking burning. <laughs> but the breeze is fantastic. Yeah, that, that's what it it's just all about. Makes it so comfortable. That's why tropical, you know, Caribbean, oh. all that stuff. You, yeah. you you're getting that breeze, which really does mitigate that stuff. So that makes the difference. That's why Hawaii is just amazing because there's just constant trade winds and it's all <laughs> in there. Everybody, this is Preston Elliott. How's your boy? Want to get laid? <laughs> no, um, I mean, I want to physically violate. <laughs> Whoa. 
Oh, I thought you meant the flower. Oh, God, that's old hat. Uh, necklace. Thing. I want to invade your buttock. Oh, my God. It's God. the new way to greet people in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, by the way, listen, if you are out and about and you are in the sun yeah. and... Um, so my daughter is fair-skinned. She gets burned really easy. So Does she uh, block up? Well, yes. Or does she wear the UV, now? UV clothing? Like, we're, like, reapply all the time. So there was a, uh, a study that's recently come out. The uh, Skin Cancer Foundation says the daily use of at least SPF 15 sunscreen can lower your risk of melanoma, which is the deadliest type of skin cancer, by 50%. So that's me. I've been yeah. rocking it for years. I've had to. Yeah. Um, years and years ago, I used to do the tanning and all that stuff. And, and at a certain point, that's why I look so delightfully young and, and childish, Kathy. <laughs> right, so there's no such thing as, like, getting a base tan and then you're... you're... It protects you? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Well, you burn the cancer into your skin, and then that <laughs> protects you from getting additional cancer. No, it's not I don't good. know. I think it depends on your skin type, because if, if I go out, if I haven't been in the sun in a long time, I can go out, and I, I can get yeah. burnt just like anybody else. But if I go out in the sun now, I can spend all day out there. I'm not going to get burnt. Right. You can... I'll get sun, and it's probably not healthy, but I'm not going to get burnt like you guys Right. Would. So you're, you're exactly right. To that point, the, the sun is not healthy at, at a certain point. Uh, and just a little bit of protection, as they're saying, can go a long way. You know, yeah. All right, so I wear I wear the UV shirts a lot. If I'm gonna, be, if I'm, I mean, I resist it. But when I go swimming or yeah. anything like that, I put them on. It makes it makes sense. And besides that, I don't want to get lubed up, get in a pool, or, or create a slick when I'm in the in the ocean. Mm. And then I, you know, I put the block back on if I'm, you know, doing the. Yeah. It, it's it, there's just no positive side to burning your skin. From the Mayo Clinic, it says here there's little evidence to support the idea that a base tan protects you against sunburn. A few sessions of indoor tanning will not prevent you from burning in the sun. A base tan is no substitute for good sun protection. Plus, the risk of long term tanning outweigh the unproven benefits of a base tan. But listen, I think you're right, Kathy. You can burn easier more quickly if your skin hasn't acclimated to the yeah. sun yeah. first. You know what I mean? So you got to go out yeah. and spend a couple of days of just getting a little bit of sun before you go out and get some more. That's what I've always experienced. And also, if I use sunscreen, I can put it on one time. Again, don't know if it's healthy, and but I can put it on one time and I don't need to reapply for the rest of the day, and I won't get. Did sun. you go into the water? Do you go swimming? Because if you do, you'd need to put it back. Yeah, on. no, I, I go. In. I'm just saying, like yeah. for my skin, I, I won't. I will literally get no, like no visible tan lines right. or marks that I've been in the sun. Now your mom thinks that sunscreen is bad for you, right? Uh, she, yeah, I mean, a she specific does, type, the type with the aluminum in it, or what? What is yeah, it? Yeah, she doesn't use sunscreen. She'll use like a. It's an all natural, and it listen. It, it lathers you up. You look like you're yeah. completely, you know, pale white. Um, but yes, yeah, she to her, she goes out in the sun for the amount of time that her skin can handle, and then for her, it's time to go in or it's right. time to sit in the shade. Okay. Kathy, now that you're in your early 30s, have you changed your approach to getting <laughs> sun? As you were like when you were in your 20s or in college? Um, yes. Yeah. So like when I was in my, and and you know everybody, I feel like when they're in their early 30s yeah, yeah. or a little bit older, um, they have the same <laughs> mindset. It's like yes, when I was younger, I wish I could go back and tell myself you don't need you don't have to yeah. look like you're from a different country every single summer. No, I don't. I I mean I would go out and sit on the beach for hours and just and, bake and just without like, anything i mean and i loved it i loved the sun i loved yeah. being out there now 
if if I'm not out for four hours and I I can actually sit under uh, an umbrella or be in the shade, I'm okay with that. Right, right. Um, but listen, that did, I it, put zinc on my penis. Oh, yeah, you have to, man. Any particular reason? You don't have to. I, I keep my penis out when I go to the beach. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, then, well, then there you, you go. To, that yeah. makes total sense. Not <laughs> layers. But of listen, you, there. you've you've heard it before. <laughs> there are other legal problems. <laughs> <laughs> you've heard it before, but but just more studies are saying yes, you absolutely should wear your uh, sunscreen as much as possible if you're heading out in the sun if you want to keep uh, cancer at a minimum, the yes. cancer risk at a minimum. You, you bring up a. A, a decent uh, question there, Steve. About sunburning your penis? Uh, now, about uh, maybe using body paint to, quote-unquote, cover up your body. I don't necessarily think that works on penises, but does it work on boobs? Can you just... So if you were to put, like, like body paint on your on your um, boobs or whatever, on your skin, would it serve as a shield? I don't know. I don't know if the UV would get well, no, to No, 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 no. I'm talking legally speaking because I've seen the ladies oh, if you were to go uh, to at the Times beach. Square. Oh. They, they had been out there with just body paint all over the breast and nobody says one word to them. And I was right. wondering if... Well, the truth is actually, is, and I think we've talked about this before, I think legally a woman is allowed to say like in Central Park, I don't know what the rules are here, to be topless... Out in the park. I think that's part of the deal. I think that's something that was sort of fought for in court. I could be completely wrong. So I don't know why that would be an issue, Case. I think the body paint, it looks like they're covered up to me. So, I mean, you know, I ain't got no problem with it. Okay, so right up there it says, Case, it says most anti-nudity laws are silent on body paint, leaving police to make judgment calls. Okay. Mm. Okay. It says, uh, some, yeah, I guess it depends on where you are, but uh, that's an interesting question. All right, anyhow, listen, I want us to take a break because yeah. we're, we're doing TV time. Yeah. Uh, you can see Kathy's tanned face <laughs> when we come back in a moment uh, and go live on Fox Good Day. So we'll do that in a second, as well as the Bizarre File coming up next. Make sure you stay with us. Let's give away some movie screening yeah! passes. Tonight we have a screening of Black Widow. It's at 7. It's at the UA King of Prussia. I'll take callers 10, 11, and 12. You have to wear a mask whether you've been vaccinated or not. That's according to Disney, who is hosting the event. So callers 10, 11, and 12. Masks required. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to give you pairs of tickets. 7 o'clock tonight, UA King of Prussia, and the movie opens on Friday. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact.me swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
So, secret text word. We have a chance for you to win a uh, pair of passes for the advanced screening of Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, which is coming up Tuesday, July 13th at the PFS Boers uh, Theater. So, uh, it's 7 p.m. Text word secret to 39333. Um, we'll send a word back to you and see if you can get that uh, a little bit later on. We'll grab a random texter and give those away, too. So, make sure you do that now. We're a few seconds away from going Live on uh, Fox Good Day this morning, and after that, some beef out. I think we might do some shard outs. I think I got a do all right, that, uh, absolutely. Like pass along, getting the word out. So we'll hear music and uh, Mike Jarek back from vacation. Yes. by the way, so yes. You should hear some music in a moment, and uh, we didn't hear it last time we oh, tried. No. Oh, there, there it is! I love it. Oh, Preston and Steve. It was. Uh, I, I I don't want to bring this. Well, I will bring it up. It was bring my it birthday up. on Saturday. Hey, right? oh. oh. and a. A female friend sent me uh, uh, balloons and a bouquet. It wasn't flowers. It was a edible arrangement. Nice. But I have received flowers in the past, and I like it. I like to get flowers, and men don't get it enough. Preston, do you agree? I agree. I, I've received flowers as a gift before, and I think it's uh, I think it's cool. They look nice. I've uh, become more appreciative <laughs> of blooms. Although the greatest one I ever got was an edible as well. Marissa yeah. made it for me. Yeah. She made me a, a pickle bouquet. It was a pickle bouquet. It was all pickles and olives and things that she put oh. on sticks and made a, a creation because I love pickles. And uh, she made it. It was awesome. I loved it. See? That is so thoughtful. Yeah, it is, right? It is. Yeah. But I like I like flower bouquets. I think they're cool. Yeah, Steve? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, I would like the edible thing. I, 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 you know, the flowers are nice. I love getting flowers for my wife, and and uh, you know that's a wonderful thing. Oh, but I do like the edible things. I would love a pickle bouquet. I would love, um, you know, I've, I've gotten co- uh, oh. cookie bouquets. And Remember the each? beef jerky? Be- well, they, yeah, they you're those, a big, well, not for you. You're but, a big yeah. beef jerky fan. Those are nice, nice bouquets. I think the listen, it's the, the thought that counts. I'm just going to rocket it into the garbage once I get it, though. But just besides that, it's the thought oh that counts. Oh, really? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, if it is, it is. But yeah. apparently, yeah, the survey says 48% of men say they would like to get flowers. Well, we just saw half and a half. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, right. So you would think of it as maybe a waste of money, Steve? That they uh, yes. That could have been, been, been spent, spent. On, on a pickle bouquet, Preston. Okay. <laughs> uh, that that could have been spent. I, I love the, the edible, the, the, the fruit. I think that's great. But listen, if you're if you're going to be nice enough to get me something, it doesn't matter. It's a thought that counts. Right. And yeah. then you should realize I'm thinking about throwing it out. So that's sure. the thought. Yeah. Well, they're going to die anyway. Right. So right. You get the fancy box that lasts a year. So does that mean that means Casey Boy and Nick? One of them has to be. Well, a Casey Boy, didn't he just have a birthday over the weekend? Yes, I did. It was yeah. a day after yours. And listen, you can send me flowers. I think that sentiment is going to be lost on me. I I like flowers. Oh. They're they're pretty, but it's. <laughs> Um, it's your birthday. It's, like, yeah. it. You can get what you want. You want yeah. All right, yeah, so I, I guess we're split again, because if you were sent me flowers, I would love it. I think it's a really nice, thoughtful present. But uh, So, yeah, I think the men in this room are equally split. Right. Yeah. Look at that. So the survey is correct. Your survey dumb survey says. is true. Hey. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and, and Casey. Yeah. Got so much food. How many did you get? Like three days of food? <laughs> oh, 
For my birth, yes, Marissa, yeah. man, she really went above and beyond, and, and the rest of these guys as well. They approved it, but yeah, yeah. no stupid flowers, right? No stupid flowers. <laughs> I got, I got tacos. I got pork roll sandwiches. I got Ooh. burgers. Yeah, we had uh, Foxy yeah. Lady. We had Pizza John. We had uh, yeah. Nick Elmy and uh, Buff Burger, Burger. Uh, Burger, Burger Buff. Buff. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Um, yeah, you guys know how to do birthdays. Absolutely. You know what I got from the staff here? What? Stop! Squat! Squat! <laughs> Where you weren't around? Well, I mean, I eventually. Have you ever? What about a belated? I took him out for his birthday. Where'd you take him? I'm just chopped liver. Alex, where where, where did you take him? To Rouge, his favorite spot. Okay, that's a good choice. All right, Rouge is a a good choice. We got there at 1.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. Because he said he wanted something quiet and just, you know, mild. I arrived back at my apartment at 2 (laughs) a.m. From 1.30 in the afternoon to 2 a.m.? I say that's a good birthday. No. We ended up at Lutzen. I was all over town. <laughs> wow. You got a party with Alex then, clearly. Yeah, yeah no question. <laughs> Don't get that started. <laughs> okay, I may have guys. to retire now. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Yeah. Take care. All right. <laughs> Uh, hey, real quick, yeah, let me get to a uh, shout-out if you guys don't mind. Uh, it says, uh, hey, Preston, my wife Suzanne, a huge fan of the show, listens to many of your podcasts, and she yeah. would crack up if she heard a birthday shout-out. You actually wrote a chart-out uh, from you on or around July 17th. Well, I hope she laughs now because she's getting it now. That's from Drew uh, Procaccino in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. So there's the chart-out. Sorry. Uh, and then another one that says, uh, hey, Oh, he had written, in the subject line, he had written boner alert (laughs) and said, now that I got your attention, I'd like to request an extra special shout out. Uh, My name is Bill. My name is Bill Dennis. Uh, My wife, Nicole, and I will be celebrating our fifth anniversary on July 10th, having been born with spina bifida. Uh, My wife has struggled with adversity since day one, but Mm. her strong will and personality has seen her through it all. Uh, She's made me a better person, love her so much, and am lucky to call her my wife. I turn her on to your show. And I'm constantly giving her updates about things that happened in the PNS universe. That's awesome. Uh, so please give her a loud, juicy one before the 10th. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you for all that you do. And can't wait to see you camp out 2021. It says, thank you and Godzilla from mm. Bill Dennis of Woodstown, New Jersey. So a shout out. And there you go, Bill. And congratulations to you guys on your anniversary. All right. Let's get to the buzz off. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by PA Career Link in Montgomery and Bucks County. They can help you find your dream job at pacareerlink.pa.gov. An Oklahoma woman says she woke up ready to start her day only to find her apartment unit covered in feces. Oh, man. Uh, Francine McCullough said, I woke up to go to the restroom. I stepped down, and it's right here on my legs. Doo-doo feces? Uh, she is now... feces thrown all over the walls. N- now left without furniture and clothes. She said four... Hello, doo-doo feces. Can I help you? <laughs> You want your apartment due to feces? We'll be right over. Uh, she said she uh, there were four inches of feces. Four oh, inches? Ew, ew, ew. Erupted from her bathroom toilet. It flooded the floors of her apartment. Yeah, yeah, this is due to feces. She said, how am I supposed to move it with what money? I mean, I have nothing. I can't do I can't do nothing with nothing. You can't do nothing with nothing. Uh, the, the mess left a line on McCullough's couch, and now she says most of her stuff is ruined. She's not the only one devastated. Her neighbor said, 
said, I've lost everything. I have nothing left, no bed, yeah. nothing to sleep on. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Uh, Karen Klima said that uh, all her grand- her grandson's toys are now destroyed. Because women- they're covered in Judo feces. Correct. Uh, both women said uh, the apartment managers are to blame. What happened? I don't know. They they're looking into it right now. They were wondering if the you know it was a sewer backup or something that had to do with the the apartment unit. Maybe it was the Dudu Feces Company got the wrong address. Uh, the manager that happens <laughs> yeah. from time to yeah. time. You know, it's rare, but it does happen. Uh, the managers are moving both women into new units. They said the tenants are responsible. These ones are covered in piss. Responsible for replacing their damaged items. That's horrible. Yeah. A, this is a horrible story, too. A 28-year-old central Minnesota man died on Sunday evening after he was attempting to retrieve a bobber from a lake. Uh, the man had been out fishing on the dock. Just before 8 p.m., he went into the water to get a bobber. Are we talking bob! about, like, uh, for a uh, for fishing, for fishing a, a standard bob? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, during his Burr. retrieval efforts, he began to struggle and went under the surface and then never came back up. I'm always amazed at stuff like this. I mean, it's a lake. Yeah. You know, and you're just, he, he, a, a bobber can't be that far out. No. And he just went under and never came Do up. Do you know what I think oh, happens huh. in a lot of these cases? Um, people panic. And when you panic for something happens or perhaps you get thrown off and it, and it, it can kill you. Yeah, and then maybe take a you take a, a mouthful a, a of water, yeah. of water, and mm. next thing you know, yeah. I was thinking about that poor girl that uh, the carbon monoxide and off the back of the boat. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. the engine was running, and she was just just hanging there, and probably unaware that she was passing out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so multiple agencies responded to the scene and uh, searched the lake. They found the man and attempted life saving measures, and uh, he was pronounced dead at the scene. They are not naming the victim as of yet. Here's a story out of Singapore. Sa Pyeong So Thu was jailed for a year and a month after he pleaded guilty to one count of voluntarily causing hurt with a dangerous weapon. You have now, caused hurt with a dangerous weapon. The Myanmar national and his 38-year-old compatriot, uh, Ong Win Hutut, had worked on a fish farm located at sea. Now, about one to two months before the incident, Ong walked around the fish market mar- farm naked, prompting Saw to tell him not to walk around naked. <laughs> Things came to a head when Ong emerged from a shower without clothes. Saul was cooking when his co-worker walked to the cooking area to turn off the fire heating to his kettle. Saul was cooking on the stove when Ong appeared naked behind him. Uneasy, Saul scolded his co-worker uh-huh. and was angry at his colleague for being in the nude. A while later, Saul consumed half a bottle of rice wine. I just got out of the shower. <laughs> The intoxicated man felt furious as his co-worker repeatedly appeared naked, so he took out a mallet, usually used to kill fishes, from the storage area and approached Ong, who was talking on the phone. Saw then hit the victim on the forehead with the mallet. With the mallet? The victim fell to the ground and bled from his forehead. He contacted the owner of the fish farm to to help, and they called police. An ambulance conveyed him to the hospital. Ong sustained a forehead laceration and a sinus bone fracture Mm. uh, for which he underwent surgery. Because he was uh, walking around naked. And Saw was arrested the next day. Uh, For voluntary causing hurt with a dangerous weapon, he could have been jailed up to seven years or fined or caned uh, or with any combination of the punishments. But they gave him a year. That's one of the most uh, wild police reports I've ever heard. I know. Yeah. Don't be naked. No. Hit you with a fish mallet. And if you're going to be naked, don't be naked around Saul. And then uh, we'll go to one more story. A woman. This is a follow up story. A woman who was charged with literally crashing her ex-boyfriend's funeral 
is in more legal trouble. Blair Rebecca Whitten previously had apparently, this is another crime, spray-painted a statue of Jesus. And she was charged in May for a raucous incident at the funeral of her ex-boyfriend, Colin, who reportedly passed away in his sleep after complications from minor surgery. Whitten ran over grave sites and attempted to run people over, according to mourners cited by police. Um, okay, so... <laughs> yeah, we had that story a couple she, weeks right, ago. Right, oh, right. So she, and she spray-painted a... She spray-painted, yeah, Jesus' face black, apparently, is what she did. Mm-hmm. So McDonald's mother, Joan McIntyre, said that she heard someone screaming. She left the tent to see a car driving off about 50 miles an hour and people yelling, she just ran over me. She's wound a little tight. Witten had allegedly been told to keep away from the funeral because she posted harassing messages on social media after McDonald's died. Mm-hmm. Uh, she insisted that she caused no trouble after the funeral and left after being confronted by others at the scene. That incident was back on May 5th. She pleaded not guilty, uh, but on April 17th in the early morning, uh, she is the person who spray-painted black the face of a statue of Jesus at St. Mary's Cathedral. She uh, seems like a catch. I know. She sees. Uh, she is uh, charged with one count of misdemeanor criminal mischief. Uh, the alleged motive behind that incident remains unclear. So, she's yeah, she's quite a gal. You should learn knitting. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for now. All right, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to give away a couple more movie passes for tonight. We will take callers 15 and 16. You must wear a mask whether you've been vaccinated or not. Disney is hosting an event. That is their rule. But you will get to see Black Widow tonight before it opens on Friday. 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. 7 o'clock at UA King of Prussia. 215-263-WMMR. A bunch of us will be there. And hopefully we will see you there. But we'll take, I think I said callers 15 and 16. 215-263-WMMR. Got a few of those to give away spread out uh, during the program this morning. So we'll be back in a second. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Calling all small business owners in Newark, Delaware. My name is Dalton Holland, and I work with ASI Week. We're a small woman-owned business operating out of Newark, and we handle trash pickup as well as dumpster pickup. We handle medical waste. If you got any kind of waste, we can pretty much handle it. Would love to write you a quote today. Give us a phone call. Our number is 302-533-6858. Always looking to talk some trash. Next message. Dad Dukes, Preston and Steve fans. My name's Tommy, and I'm here for some help. Unfortunately, my dad passed away a few weeks ago. It's very sad, but I gotta keep our brake pad business going. CallahanBrakePads.com. Dad Dukes! The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Steve, a mention, a charity mention, a yes. butt plug, if you will. A butt plug, but mm. uh, in a cat's rectum on this one, mm. Preston. Uh, actually, Max Fund and Morris Animal uh, Refuge are the beneficiaries of this charity event. And it's awesome. It's taking place Thursday, July 22nd at the Philadelphia Brewing Company. And it is called Kegs for Cats. And uh, so Max Fund and, uh, you know, provides uh, financial resource to uh, for, for community cats, for TNR, for the care and so on and so forth. Morris Animal Refuge works with Max Fund to get this done to take animals off the street. Long story short... It's three hours, six to nine. I'm going to be there. 
Uh, Lucy Nolan is going to be there from Fox 29. She's become quite a, uh, a quite an author as far as uh, books that benefit animals and wonderful stories. There's going to be adoptable kitties and huggable kitties. And food by this guy who's just awesome, Matthew's his name, Algorithm Restaurants, um, Marissa turned me on to him, vegetarian, vegan stuff like you've never had before. It's just amazing food. Uh, and there's all sorts of perks and, and raffles and so on and so forth. It's going to be a great sort of happy hour extended thing. Again, it benefits Community Cats, Philadelphia Brewing Company. I'm going to send the information over to Nick to put up on our site. But you can go to maxfun.com, buy your tickets, uh, and it should be a great hang, sort of an outdoor, indoor thing. And we'd love to see you there and, and help some animals in the process. So that's it. When is that again? That is July 22nd, 6 to 9. Philadelphia Brewing Company tickets will be available at, through maxfun.com. What day of the week is it? That is a Thursday. Okay. So this before everyone. Which they... is, uh, we were just talking about starting your, that, getting your yeah. weekend started what, on Thursday. What better way? Perfect. All right. Perfect. There we go. Kitty cat. There's your butt plug. Uh, so we've got this movie screening tonight. We'll do more giveaways in a little bit uh, for Black Widow, not at this very moment. But it is worth a movie chat because we haven't done, I haven't been to a movie theater in Long time, yeah. and that you're that the first is going to be a Marvel movie. Yes, is is really you you couldn't ask for better. Not that you wouldn't have been thrilled to go see Monster Truck Four, right? <laughs> but uh, that is this is the and not only is it a Marvel movie, it's the Black Widow story we've been waiting. for. I can't wait to get back into this because I I think mm-hmm. I was telling Casey maybe uh, this weekend that I've I've kind of gotten out of. Marvel excitement mode, and I can't wait to feel that again. And I know that it will happen the moment that that. Marvel theme song and the right, logo comes right. up on the screen, and I'll, sc- ooh, I'll start getting all excited and stuff. But I, I, I need to, I need to relight that fire in me, and I'm looking forward to that. Tonight. I mean, you understand just by simple natural progression, you know, you're 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 moving along, and now you're used to some things. But even when I watch this stuff on Disney Plus and that Marvel like with Loki, mm-hmm. it's like ooh, yeah, you know, you that little yeah. that little chill, and it's mm-hmm. nice and fun, and I, I'm really enjoying watching all three of those series thus far, Steve, with my son. But there is a very different element when you're in the theater, in the theater, yeah, collectively. I, I'm so excited for tonight. Yes, it is a whole different animal. Yeah, uh, when you're around other people that are excited about it, yes. as long as they stay shut up, yeah. shut up. <laughs> Um, then it's okay. Uh, but there was a really uh, cool post uh, that our friend uh, Tyrone Johnson down at uh, The Fanatic on with uh, Mike Missinelli, uh had posted on Instagram, and it's called The Trilogy Meter. And it's the famous movie trilogies, like uh, big blockbusters. Um, and it ranks them uh, in how they are in within their own trilogy, how the three movies rank amongst themselves. Which is kind of cool, uh, and and there are some on here that that actually went on to have more than three movies. But uh, you usually consider the first, yeah. the first three, obviously, to be the the core trilogy. And I see this as being a very valid way to approach these franchises. And as um, we're going to kind of go through this, and it's not numbers; it's these um, uh, graphs. Uh, so you got to just kind of ballpark um, the percentages. But with this, I thought about maybe opening up a conversation as well of. A very much disliked movie of a trilogy, but you actually like it. You know what I mean? Sure. One that gets panned among the great threes. (laughs) Right. Okay. But you actually really like it a lot. So we're going to, we'll stay in the three. We won't go to like numbers, like Saw 6. Right, right. Or, you know, the whole Star Wars universe. Listen, the first three movies, yeah, are are what it's ranking here. So So just keep it within that that (laughs) parameter. Um, I and, heard you guys, and I've never seen it, but the, the third Godfather movie is it, it, 
abysmal. But Steve, you said not, that there was a recut or something along right. those lines. The 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 death of of uh, Michael Corleone is it's the uh, it's the um, Francis Ford Coppola re-edit. It makes it better. It certainly does. It extracts some issues that were part of it. the third movie. Here's the problem: when you're the third movie in a trilogy, and the first two are Godfather One right. and Godfather Two, <laughs> yeah. you've got a hell of a lot of work to do. Yep. And the movie just didn't rise to the challenge. So the re-edits better on these uh, on these graphs. So we use the Godfather right, to start off right. with as an example. Uh, it's got number one at almost a hundred percent. Number two is a hundred percent, and number three is like zero. So uh, on this thing, and I think you and I agree, I tend to fluctuate between number one and number two. Yep. I to me, number two might be the better movie because simply because there's more of it. Yep. And there's there's it's just unbelievable. But then you have to precedents like the seesaw. I could feel starting to tilt back the other way. But then the original Godfather with Brando and all his glory and all those iconic scenes. But then again, you have Nevada, and you. Yeah. Well, yeah. The yeah, thing, yeah. thing about Godfather yeah. too is is there's Nevada, there's Sicily, there's Cuba. Right. You're you're, you're going around that. to all it's different tremendous. places. Yeah. Yes. Um. And it's, it's just number two is an epic, just yeah, a, 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 an oh. astonishing masterpiece. But actually, one goes to Sicily. Uh, uh, two well. goes to Sicily yeah, as well. Yeah, they both do. Yeah, yeah you're right. So. And one of them goes to a spring break in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> oh, with, no. with Ernest? This is going to be great. Yeah. Look at that. There's Booger. Hey, Booger's there. <laughs> this guy is unbelievable. Man. He will always eat, he eats his own boogers. It's <laughs> disgusting, but you love him. <laughs> and, and it's just as crazy as this filthy son of a bitch, but goddamn, he makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Gangsters in paradise. I gotta see this. We got a gay guy who can really throw a javelin so far. <laughs> oh my god, that's like oh oh. Now now my mind is reeling because were there at least were there three? Yeah, there were. Oh, there were more than more. three. Yeah. Okay, so we can all say the first one. Yes, by far, the massively superior one. We're talking the, about nerds now, right? The nerds. Okay, yeah. second nerds, one. I oh, liked Nerds in Paradise. I did too. Though. I was okay yeah. with it. There are moments. It didn't have enough Anthony. The Edwards. third one, I don't think has anybody. Maybe Robert Carradine, perhaps. And the third one, horrible. Uh, hang on a second. So here's here's someone who wants to jump in with <clears throat> one of the movies. Of a trilogy that is panned, but they actually like. So I'm going to go to uh, Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Thank you, man. Appreciate it. What's up, Brian? Um, So first of all, Casey, congrats on your swim on Sunday. I was the one who jumped with you. Oh, Oh. nice, man. Well, same to you, bud. Yep. Um, So Ocean's 13. Um, I think that was a a pretty good movie uh, compared to... I think it was a little bit better than Ocean's 12, um, just not quite as good as Ocean's 11. Okay. All right, um, so, yeah. so you liked Ocean's 13. That was the third movie, right? Yeah, that was the third okay, movie. Okay, I thought it said here that you, that you thought the second movie was the best of the series because Ocean's 12, I didn't even make it 10 minutes in, and I bailed on it. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. It's okay. It's just okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. yeah uh, the, the third one's good. He's right. 13 is good because uh, Pacino is actually pretty pretty good in it yeah um and yeah. the first one i mean uh, the first one is a remake of the sinatra the first the oceans 11 is much better than the the sinatra version of it the Clooney version but uh yeah i agree with you brian i think that's a good assessment yeah i'll go along with that yeah 
All, All right. right. Thanks, Good. Brian. We but... validated your opinion. I thought he was going to say that the second one was the best, and I needed to hear that argument. Oh, no, no way. No, no. All right, so here's another All one. Right, so we did Godfather. Uh, back to the Future. And now, these are the way that it's ranked on this graph. These are trilogies, the yes. trilogy meter. Uh, number one is nearly at 100%, and number two and three are even at about 75%. So a lot of people crap on the third one. I, I think the third one is is pretty well done. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's good. Um, but where would you fall? Then it goes again to the first two, Preston. I'd go. Uh, I'd go. My personal out of the three, I'd, I'd rank one, three, and then two. Uh, I thought three was a little bit better than two on my personal. Really? Okay. And what, yeah. what about two? Didn't you like? It was clunky. Yeah. Uh, you thought too much jumping. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a little bit clunky. I with... can see that. I didn't like uh, I didn't like uh, um, Marty as a, as an old man. You know, it's only for a moment right, or two yeah, that you yeah. see him. And young Marty. And yeah, they yeah, Marty's son is Marty. Right. Yeah. And, and Griff and, is. You know what? It. Yeah, because you know what they say. What he says. If you go back to the first one, uh, Doc Brown says, "No, you, uh, you and what's her name, Rebecca or what Jennifer. Is, you and Jennifer turn out fine. It's your kids. Your kids. Right. No, he's a dick as yeah. an old guy. He didn't yeah. turn out fine." Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway, I got no, no, no. I, I, I think that's legit. I would probably go one as my favorite. Yeah. Um, and you make a good case. Um, I, I, one. You know, here I'll, I'll make a bold statement. I'll say two and three probably sit at about the same level. For okay. Me. Yeah. Okay. So I go one, three, two, just like you, Preston. Uh, three was shot. Um, like the cinematography and the scenery helped, it, helped it make a lot better. Yeah. The old west. I love the old west scenes. Three just ends kind of weirdly with the flying train and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but right. three has ZZ Top, and the scene with ZZ Top <laughs> makes the movie for me. Okay. All right. Case you were. You're, you're I go one, one two, I go one, two, three. I never really cared for three, um, but don't get me started on what two is. And the, it, you know, you don't I, care for it? No, no. I have had. Did you just turn our screen off, Preston? I didn't mean to. Okay. No, no. Off. It's it's flashing. Sorry. Uh, so the problem. You said I, one, two, three, and yeah. I was going to hit Frank Rizzo. One, two, three. One, two. <laughs> Three, but, and, but the, um, uh, the uh, my screen in front of me keeps flashing. Oh, that's so. a new feature. Oh, is that what? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem I have with two is that uh, one, two, three. There you go. Now that's Frank Rizzo's order. Yeah. And I have had this discussion many times that um, when the second Marty and Jennifer leave 1985 to go into the future, they have now gone missing. So when they go into the future, they can't go see their future selves because their future selves are their present selves. And so they can't exist in two places at the same time because at 1985, they have gone missing. So when they get to the future, they have been missing for however long that's been, 25 years or so whatever. M- minus what is a, is a is an anomalous sort of conceit. Uh-huh. Is there anything else about the movie? Because you, you cannot have a perfect time travel uh, no, no, and you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right about that. But I just liked it. I liked, you know, going into the future. I liked the... Uh, the, the world the, is the, envisioned. The, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, the hoverboards and right. the flying cars and uh, the, the lace-up shoes and, all, I, I, you know, all of that stuff I loved. I do think it's very cool. I, I agree with Preston, though, in that it's it's overly kinetic, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's too much, you know. But uh, the first one to me has such an amazing charm to it. Yeah, right. You know, and that to me is why it's the best. The first one's pretty yeah. perfect as far as movies go. I know there's time travel cons- uh, complaints, but did you ever notice that that uh, in the town square 
it's designed to look like the flux capacitor. There's a path that goes to the uh, No, the I have not. And so there's this overhead shot of the town square, and it's designed. And Zemeckis put in all these Easter eggs, like I the Lone Pine that. Mall. Yeah, it's so yeah. great. Well, so the other Easter egg that I wasn't aware of, and actually it might not, I, this might not even be true, but I had heard that the bum at the end of the movie, yes. uh, crazy drunk drivers, right. that's the mayor in 1955. Oh, okay. okay. All right, I could see that. Whoever was... Running against yeah, when they they have the loudspeaker and everything. Oh, that's why they call yeah. him Mayor Bum. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hi, Mayor Bum. Uh, all right, so we've tackled Back to the Future. We fixed that one. Okay, next. Indiana Jones. What uh, are you going to do for one, two, or three? I I will probably take the unpopular position here. A lot of people do not like Temple of Doom. Right. I happen to love it. I think it's great. So I would go one. Two, three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Just, like like Just like Rizzo. Just like Rizzo. Yeah. One, two, three. And I love the third. I think it's super well done. That's the last crusade? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, and, like, I, I go yeah. one, three, two. Uh, which I think a lot of people might know. And there's a lot of consensus. people who just don't like Temple of Doom. I, I actually like the darkness of it. And um, you, know you know what turns me off, though, Steve, is, is Kate Capshaw. Me She's too. A terrible actress, and so the entire movie, I can't get past. Well, that's first how... the, as the you know the femme fatale of it. I can see that, and she's not Nancy Allen. She's not resourceful. Yeah. Right. She's whining and screaming a lot. Right. However, there's some cool indie moments. The drawbridge scene or the the rope bridge scene is phenomenal. I mean, yeah. dude, re- it was terrifying to me to see somebody reach into another person's chest and <clears throat> rip their heart out. That yeah. was. Absolutely, I was. Uh, and then you started watching porn and realized it gets even more disgusting. <laughs> oh my god! No, but I really like three because of Junior. Yeah, Junior, Junior, Junior. <laughs> what are you saying, Pop? Junior. Uh, and how did Indy not end, end up? Why do you have a, a, a pronounced Scottish accent and you mm-hmm. have nothing? I think two didn't even have um, Denel Elliott in it either. I think he was. No. Uh, you know, he's not in Temple of Dooms, and he's back in for the third one. So yeah, um, I go one, three, two, and I I've never seen four all the way through, and I don't think I ever will. I just watched it fully, believe uh, it or not. Is that uh, Crystal Skull? That's Crystal yeah. Skull, and it just to me, it sullies the entire trilogy. Okay. It has it has some fun moments, and it has some what were you thinking right. moments <laughs> like surviving a an atomic bomb blast <laughs> by getting in a refrigerator a refrigerator that hurls 200 yards across a field rockets down a cliff and he gets that woo well woo! you remember he jumps out of a plane though with a uh, with an inflatable boat too so. that's real there's uh there's a lot of that's crazy. real. There's a, there's a lot of insanity out of uh, the Indiana Jones. His superpower is that he's the luckiest person in the world. Yeah, pretty he much. absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Star Wars. That's uh, I mean, do we need to? Uh, uh, well, one. It's going to be Empire is the best. Uh, I'm going to do two, one, three. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, but here's the deal. I know you guys don't care for three. I like Return of the Jedi a lot. I I, I it's sweet and and horrible at the same time. I, I I remember watching it the first time in the theater. I wanted to murder every Ewok. I wanted the yeah. Empire to win. Now, when I found out later on that they had talked about maybe setting it on Kashyyyk, yeah, that would have been a cooler decision to Say go Sheik. with the yeah, it's the Wookiee home planet. Yeah, right. Um, all right. What about uh, Die Hard? We were just talking about Die Hard that earlier this morning. Okay, I know. Uh, 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 one, two, three. Yeah. One, two. I'll take this out back, and I'll have you all. One, sexually. two. Three. I go one, three, two. Okay. Get away from me. I really uh, like Die Hard. You're with a, a vengeance. lush. You're a crumb bomb. <laughs> you cow, you do what? Creep. What do you like? I I like Die Hard with a Vengeance. I like the Samuel L. Jackson. I, uh, the 
uh, uh, figure out the um, the way to the, the riddle water and, and yeah. the riddle. Yeah, yeah. I, I hated it. I, yeah. I didn't care for it no. at all. Get away I think, from me. I <laughs> know yeah, you're right. <laughs> Preston's right on this one. But you, I'll take you out back and I'll violate you sexually. Uh, one was such a... It's uh, great. It was just such a surprise, uh, the way that movie played. And you know who was supposed to play John McClane? Initially? No, it was, uh, it was Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, Initially, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the movie was pitched years and years and years uh, before that. Okay, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that's originally who so, they were going to go with. I think number two benefits from a, more of a sense of being locked into an area, whereas number three, yeah, the the diehard thing works when you're sort of more confined, mm-hmm. and they've got to stay in that airport and that airport range, you know, out on the tarmac and all that. Number three becomes more. Expansive, how, and I think it loses something. I don't know too that well. Uh, how does he end up in that pickle? Well, what happens is there's, there's a, a military uh, a colonel who's gone rogue, who's handling. There's a, a drug, uh, you know, uh, South American cartel general who's being transported to the United States. Basically, there's this big plot to free him and make a lot of money. But why is John McClane? John is happy. He's at the airport. He's going to pick up his wife, I think. And he just noticed. He notices a little. Right. His detective instincts kick in, and he knows a little bit of activity. And eventually, right. he just kind of wanders into uh, where the um, uh, uh, the air traffic controller people are. You know how you can just kind of walk. Oh in yeah, there. yeah. Airports, you just wear, go wherever you want. And then he finds out uh, that something's going on, and he just kind of inserts himself into it. And the whole time, Dennis Franz wants him to get the hell out. Get out of here, you... <laughs> Yiz. Yish. Um, Yish. All right, so how about... Um, looking at this list, it's the trilogy meter. Uh, how would you rank the Lord of the Rings movies? They're all the same. <laughs> one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, that, two, three. <laughs> according to this ranking, yes, all three are at like 80%. All three are as good. Each one stands on its own as a great movie. I'll tell you why number one has a little bit more of me um, loving it and giving it a percentage higher. Um, first off, the being blown away by the visualization of something you thought they could never bring to the screen. Right. And then also, I, I love the way that the relationship between Sam Wise... And uh, Frodo is 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 uh, is brought together like they're they're that the 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 um, what they give up, what they lose, what they're fighting. I think there's a more of a visceral, emotional feeling to that first one. It's in the other movies as well, but I think I feel it more in the first one. The only reason that three would be ranked just a smidge lower for me was that I remember being in the movie theater. I'm like, oh. Oh, uh, okay, this is the end of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there right? are so many endings to that. It's like 45 it's, minutes later and it's still going. I, I forgot oh my God. one thing. <laughs> I forgot to mention that we will probably get together soon in The Hobbit. Yeah. And it's but true to the book. The end. I mean, it, it's faithful to how the book ends, but yeah, it just it takes so long See, for not, them to finish it not up. not reading the books? Yeah. Anything, I'm I, back one second. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I just remembered I forgot to give you the Book of Orloff. <laughs> what? The Book of... Well, all right, I got to go. Th- thanks, Gandalf. See ya. Okay. Wait. Oh. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I forgot one other thing. The Stone of Clarence. <laughs> what? Now forget about it. <laughs> 
Kathy, have you ever seen any of the Lord of the Rings Wait. movies? Okay. No, not one. Okay. All right. They're, they're oh, they're three fantastic. hours long. Oh, my God. I don't know if you'd last oh, the half no, hour. She would. If you ever want to take it out for a spin, the extended cuts, and I have the collection, you're looking at like <laughs> t- t- 10 hours of movies. Yeah, it's you know incredible. what I find incredibly sexy from that movie is the way Liv Tyler speaks. Yes. Hmm. The way she talks <laughs> like this. And, and when she speaks Elvish. <laughs> what was that? That was Elvish? Elvis. Elvish. That's right, man. Look at it. You got some pointy ears on you, man. Where's where's that ring, man? That's a, that's a fine-looking ring, man. How about this belt buckle? Look at that, man. That's Lord one of Nick- the belt buckles. I gave one to Nixon. Lord of the buckles. <laughs> that's right, man. I got to throw, throw this belt buckle into a volcano. Yeah. When you put it on, it makes you really that's fat. That's right, man. Yeah. It's really fat. It's magical. <laughs> the ring race can see it when I put it on because my belly sticks out. <laughs> Elvish. Incredibly fat. (laughs) Elvish. Elvish. Elvish has left the building. (laughs) Elvish has left the Shire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. No, what I was saying is when she speaks that way, there's a a scene where she causes the river to rise. and It's great. She's like, (laughs) North (laughs) Net. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) Hold on one moment. I must cast the spell. (laughs) You know who loves that? Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, because he's obviously worked with her a a number of times, and he will always make her do the dialogue because he finds it sexy. I find it really hot. By the way, my microphone is soaking wet from just spitting on it. You sound like a pig. Let me go, let me go to some calls. Uh, I will go to Paul. Hey, Paul, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, uh, rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you get it. What's up, Paul? There we go. Hey, I wanted to ask Steve, aliens. One or two as your favorite. Well, that's now you raised a really good one. That's <clears throat> the original on one with with uh, Ridley Scott is brilliant because it's more of a horror movie. Yep. Uh, but number two, James Cameron took this property and made this phenomenal action movie. That's just it's just a, a nail biter from beginning to end. He creates the world. So you know what? I'm gonna have to give Aliens a tick higher grade. But understanding that Alien is a masterpiece. Well, that, and that's what that's what you give it a groundbreaking movie yes. like Alien, and then they manage to take it in another direction that pumps it up a little bit more. So that's yes. the difficulty because Alien was so groundbreaking, you kind of almost have to give it an edge because it, they had never really gone there right. with that genre before. And what they did was phenomenal, and how they how they created that world. But then here comes James Cameron comes yeah. in and makes it this Huge. military huge thing with just iconic scenes. It's amazing. What about you, Paul? How would you rank them? Yeah, I agree. Same reasons. Alien, it was like ahead of its time. And didn't Ridley Scott meet the alien actor like in a coffee shop or something? Uh, uh, you, you mean uh, the, the the guy inside the... Um, yeah. In the suit? Yeah, quite possible. There's all sorts of legend and lore. In, in Aliens, there's only, I think, two or three alien monster costumes. And just through creative shooting, mm-hmm. they made it look like there were hundreds of them. You know, it's 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 so good. If you haven't seen Aliens in a long time, go back because it's so goddamn good. Yep. Thanks, Paul. 
I remember seeing uh, Aliens on uh, video, and, and so I never experienced it in the theater, Steve, but then I went and saw, because I really loved it, it scared the crap out of me, and then, you know, I liked Alien too, so I ranked them the same way as you, but then, so then I was excited to go see Alien 3, Aliens 3 in the theater, <sighs> and I, I remember being bored by it. And I, was I, was, just like, I was angry, Nick. I was yeah. sitting there going, okay, <clears throat> you've had Ripley, basically, she lost her daughter because she was in suspended animation, and 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 lived from the first one into the second one, but she gets a daughter with Nooch. Right. But we're, we're going to kill that daughter in the first five minutes of Alien Three. Then she's on a planet that's low lit, where everyone is bald, and you're trying to figure out who's that, who's that guy. So uh, it, just one went after another, massive missteps. Yeah. And and uh, I hated the third one. Um, let me go. Four, four actually, that was pretty good. Let me go to a couple calls here. I'm going to go to Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? What's up, buddy? Hey, so uh, a movie that I thought was pretty good and gets a lot of hate compared to the ones that they made afterwards, the uh, the Terminator trilogy. Terminator 3 wasn't that bad compared to, you know, Genesis and whatnot. Yeah, on second and third viewing, I, I don't hate it as much as I did the first time I saw it. It's yeah. not it's not bad, but when you're dealing with the the I mean Terminator that came out of left field, mm. and then uh, you know Cameron didn't even want to do Terminator Two, but they threw a lot of money at him, and then creates a masterpiece. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> this list uh, ranks Terminator Two higher than Terminator One. Yeah, and I I kind of um, I'm I'm along with that, but it again it's the it's that scenario with. Um, uh, the last one we were just talking about, the uh, aliens, alien yeah. and aliens. You know that first one came yeah. out. You're like, "Whoa, this is something new." Yeah. And then the second one went, "Yeah, but we're gonna bang it up a little bit more." And to pull off that 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 extra Thanks. punch to amp it up and to make it that that much better, it's hard to do. It's, all, it's virtually never happened. Mm-hmm. No, after the tri- trilogy, I enjoyed Terminator Salvation. I don't know what you felt about that. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's it's just. Um, I'm like I'm 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 terminated out now, yeah. you know. Like even the last one with Linda oh, Hamilton yeah. was actually I gave up after yeah. the third one. It's uh, it's all right. I usually I t- the, these series that uh, <clears throat> that drag on usually I kind of tap out after the third in most scenarios, um, except for Rocky. Uh, again, you know, I went through <clears throat> all those. And by the way, let's let's go with that Rocky uh, one, two, and three. How would you rank those? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one, two, three. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, it's, at the third movie with Clubber Lang, which is a, a, a lot of fun, mm. but it, it becomes cartoony, yep, and it becomes a lot, a lot more ridiculous yep. and and a lot more superheroy. It lost a huge chunk of what the original movie brought, yeah. Which Rocky Balboa brings back, brings yeah. it back, and, yep. and so that's the original Rocky, this blue collar guy, this guy. The way it's depicted, the performances, everything is pitch perfect. And by the third one, he is completely tanned up, shredded. Right. <laughs> I don't know how you guys remember all of this. Like, I've seen all of the Rocky movies. I couldn't tell you which one I liked best. I just, yeah. I don't know. I saw them. The first they, they one. They all kind of blend together for you? Yeah, like, I don't remember. Mm. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And, I, and, like, I'll watch a movie and immediately after forget the character's name. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> number one was the first one. Number two was the second one. Ah. And number three was the third one. Okay. Wait, wait. Say that again? Uh, it goes like this. <laughs> number one was the first one, number two was the second, and number three was the third. Okay. I think oh. we got it all clear. Now. Okay, now on to Rambo then. <laughs> but Rocky, right, it, it was, goes. Number one was the first, <laughs> and number two was the second. And then we went in a different direction. We made number three the third one. <laughs> right. 
Because Rambo is... Wasn't even called Rambo. It was Rambo called First, first Blood. Blood. First Blood. Yeah. Which right. always throws me off. Yeah. yeah. So you have Rambo. So you have First Blood, and then what was two? First Second Blood Part Blood, Two. First Blood Part Two. Four <laughs> weddings and a Rambo. And then three was Rambo. Three Rambo in Paradise. Rambo in Paradise. <laughs> uh, I would put. I thought you number. Better stop eating your snot. <laughs> sick. Booger. Booger. I'm gonna blow your. I'm coming for you. Uh, I I liked one a lot, uh, and and part of it was that um, part of it was Stallone was quiet for most of that movie. That, he, he had very little dialogue. That was actually Stallone's input on that. They had him actually. There was sort of a voiceover narration supposedly in the original script, and they'd shot it where he was. Yeah, now I'm going to eat a squirrel. <laughs> I'm going to go into the cave here. And it would really benefit from some throw pillows and things, but I don't have time for that. Um, and so they left. They realized you would be better off seeing the world's reaction and the, their reaction to this enigmatic guy. That's yeah. like when, when, when uh, Richard Crenna says you're going to need body bags, you know. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Good supply of yeah. body bags. You're, you're going to need them just, you know, to carry your stuff, too. I love, I love that speech from him. He's been trained to ignore pain. Yeah. Eat things. They make a billy goat puke. Yeah. This is his delivery and the whole thing. I could eat things that would make a billy goat puke. Nom, nom, nom. Nummy, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> you know what I find, actually, if you just have Kraft Miracle Whip. That's it? it? It's really, if you're out in the woods and you're eating a billy goat's butthole, you put a little Miracle Whip on it, it's not too bad. <laughs> you got to make do, man. I mean, look. You got to let it show a little flair, yeah. you know? Season to taste. They say. <laughs> so I was eating, I was having, I was sitting there watching the sunset and I'm popping, you know, uh, squirrel rectums. These <laughs> are pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> hey. uh, uh, if you give it like a dipping sauce, like, uh, like an aioli. <laughs> he's resourceful. He's very yeah. resourceful. It's, that was the thing about Rambo. He could co- he could whip together <laughs> Absolutely. a nice aioli out in the you middle. Know, of uh, the woods in the Pacific Northwest. Why didn't you tell me you were coming? <laughs> this is my cave. That's my collection of squirrel records. <laughs> All right, well, anyhow, we just kind of scratched the surface on this. It's an interesting uh, peek into uh, movie trilogies and, and where this guy ranked them, which, by the way, so Tyrone had, had uh, posted this on Instagram, but it was created by an artist named Don Meth. Yeah. No, Dan Meth. That's what it says. Dan, Dan Meth. Why can't you, can't, yeah. you, you can't keep focus? But, uh... <laughs> Dan Meth, it's very difficult to talk to. <laughs> but apparently there's a uh, a second one that's out there as well, but the movies aren't quite as iconic. I'm looking no, at No, and I'm also looking at some of these. I don't even remember there being a third one of some of these. Like Mannequin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a third short circuit? <laughs> Yeah, something oh, like straight horrible. to video. Here's also, on this original uh, trilogy meter, it has Batman, but I don't know which Batman series it's talking about. I don't know yeah. if it's Dark Knight or Batman Begins. Or that's like... a good question, Nick, uh, because I could definitely go. Th- that needs to be verified. I, probably they're going by the first one. Yeah, I would think so. Um, All right. Well, anyhow, it's an interesting movie conversation. You and your friends can take a, a peek at if you get a chance. Marissa's writing down a note, so oh. it probably means something. What is this? Uh, made in two thousand nine. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> Which movie? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, Marissa. Hang on. Sorry, I was trying to say that the movie trilogy was made in 2009, so it actually... That would be the Christian Bale, then. First Batman's. Oh, okay, the Christian Bale. Uh, okay. Batman? Instead, right. of the, uh, instead of Batman. 
instead of the uh, Michael Keaton trilogy. No. Well, there was no trilogy. Uh, well, anyhow, there was uh, no trilogy. it was an interesting uh, look and stuff. So thank you. And those of you on hold, I apologize for uh, people on hold for like 20 minutes or so. We got to take a break. So I apologize to you, Bill, and you, Kevin, and uh, John. We'll do it another time. All right, friends. And Listen, Gandalf. I want to take a break, but let's give away I'd some. I'd like to talk to the fellow. <laughs> let's give away some uh, some passes uh, for the Black Widow screening tonight. By the way, is there any chance I can win that juice thing? Uh, no, the, <laughs> That's the word of the week. Squeezed. I'd love to lose some weight. Uh, Black Widow tonight at seven at the UA King of Prussia. You need to get there a little early, and keep in mind you must wear a mask. You have to. Disney's it's their rules. It is their rules. So. Let's take callers 18 and 19 at 215-263-WMMR. You get the passes to join us tonight for that screening. I have more to give away, so make sure you stay with us. If you don't win, we'll be back in a moment. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com. You know, I have uh, the the recognition software in my brain. Yes, is on a delay system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, I'll make eye contact with somebody, and then I'll realize thirty seconds later, oh, I knew that person. Right. And so I was in the parking lot, and I <laughs> thought I saw somebody, uh, and I was like, oh, no, that's probably not them. And then I kept going. And then, then the next day, I hear Casey. Yeah, Jeff Devlin uh, was by here. I'm like, I thought I saw him in the parking <laughs> lot. That handsome man, and sure enough, I, and we made brief eye contact, and I just kept going, and I was like, was probably like, what a dick. I know what, what happened. <laughs> His handlers probably got in the way. Maybe they did. Mr. Dovin doesn't want to talk to you right now. His season four, well, I mean, after all, his season four premiere of Stonehouse Revival is on the DIY Network tonight at 9 o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jeff Devlin. Hey, 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 hey. Jeff, how you doing? Okay, dude, What? it is so funny, because I saw you out of the corner of my eye. Uh, we were outside in the parking lot, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go say hello. I'm going to go over, and I'm saying hello. But you had your head down. You were, like, getting to your car and getting That's out it. of there. But I was like, oh, I, I just want to say hi really oh. quick because I'm, I'm such a huge fan of every oh. single one of you guys. I'm a huge fan of the show. But I still geek out every time I see you guys, you know, like and you, when I come so- to the studio or see you in public or – you're, yeah, you're seeing Preston Elliott. You're seeing the Preston oh, Elliott. And you're like, <laughs> I, don't, I know he's such a busy man. Now, Jeff, we're, we're, you're currently on the site of your new show called Stalking, which is a, yes. you're sitting in your car. Out, you're parked in front of someone's house. No, you're, you're, you're on your way to do an, an episode, I assume. Of, no. I'm, where are yeah, you? I'm actually on my, I have an appointment this morning, but... Uh, I, just trying to, to, it's been so crazy. It's great. But if you're a contractor in today's day and age, you know how busy it is. I think, you know, we do it to ourselves. But uh, I had an appointment this morning, but this, I was trying to figure out how to do everything. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It'll be at a diner in my car and I'm going to make it happen. Because, right. And Casey's the one who was like, hey, are you going to promote this show or not? And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I need to do that. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you are because I told you, and I sincerely say this, uh, my wife and I are big fans of Stonehouse Revival. uh, And I actually have saved a couple of episodes on my DVR, and you can also access it other ways. But we just love the show. We're we're drawn to this type of, of house and the whole thing and the way you present it and the history and the love of homes in this area. But the show was canceled a few years ago, 
and now it's back. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess, you know, I'd like to say it was due to the fact that the network was being bought and sold and all those sort of things. And I'm sure you, you've, you've experienced it in the past when, you know, your employer changes, they try to cut their losses. And I guess, you know, they also threw it out to social media and kind of uh, to all the fans and people out there that said, which show do you want to bring back? And one of them was Stonehouse Revival. And after three years to get that phone call, you know, it, it you go through this weird, oh, how do I say it? Emotional negativity where you're like, okay, I was canceled and it was all because of me and I didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> it sounds a little depressing, but then all of a sudden to like, to come to grips with it, it's fine. I still do the same thing. And then all of a sudden for them to call and be like, yeah, we, we want you to do it again. Uh, let's do it. We're so excited to have you back. I was like, wait, what? Like, I thought I was being punked. Well, um, let me ask you, because one of the deals, I mean, because listen, the, and then this area, this kind of house and the, the kind of history that's there, you go into a house and it'll, it'll, you're dealing sometimes with a house that was built in 1680. Right. And you'll yeah. you'll go into a room and it's like a room that they have is sort of like a TV room and you'll... Hey, you remove the wall and there's original stone there and there's some sort of maybe they had like a like a like a fireplace. There's little gems and things that you uncover and reveal and and revitalize and there's no other show I've seen on any of and I'm a big fan of all the the home improvement shows and all that stuff, but there's no show that does this specifically in the way you guys do it. And and I appreciate that. It it, it is it is very special to me because this I'm not an actor. I never will be. Uh, at least I'll say that today. But um, to be able to walk into these places and have really no idea. I mean, we have somewhat of an idea, maybe what might happen. And, and here's scenario A, B, C or D. But until we really uncover certain things, it is, you know, it's up in the air. And when we get into it, that's the fun of the show. And it's also just the team of people that I get to work with. It's 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 exciting. It's exciting to be a part of the history. It's it's really exciting to hear the people such as yourself and the fans that really enjoy watching it, enjoy the history, enjoying that we're trying to do something a little different. We're trying to save as much history as we can, all with, you know, a little modern twist and having a TV mount above your fireplace, stuff like that, right. which wouldn't have been done back there. But when I tell you, it, you know, I, I hate saying the word blessed, but the fact that there's so many other people that acknowledge what we do and enjoy watching it, it really warms my heart and makes me feel, it gives me purpose. Uh, Jeff, how many how many houses have you uh, now after, you know, with this fourth season starting, how many of you, uh, these projects have you done? So this season is only eight episodes. Okay. Um, and obviously what'll happen, this one's a little different, is that uh, the the network is not, really promoting it they're going to kind of see how it does on its own they didn't make a big fanfare saying we're bringing it back we're bringing it back so if if people want it to continue which i would like to uh it's it's basically just eyes on the tv screen and we hope everybody can tune in tonight at nine on diy network and and check it out and if you're new to it um i I think tonight is the perfect episode to uh to be introduced to it just simply because it is local. It's in Washington's crossing. There's a lot of history on this one and there's a lot of fun and fanfare. Hey, by the way, Jeff, how many, how many people, how many of these homeowners will share with you, uh, you know, like haunting stories or <laughs> things that go bump in the night? Oh yeah. There's a lot. I mean, a lot. So the, I'd say about two, 
two or three of the episodes were actually episodes that we had done in the, one of the first three seasons. So it was cool to revisit it and kind of make sure, you know, hey, we want to do this and this. But there are a lot of people that will say, I'd say it's about a 50-50. Okay. So some 50% of people say like, yeah, I know there's something here. I can't, I can't, I don't necessarily hear like creaking doors, but there's like a feeling that I get occasionally that is just, it's random and weird. Okay. Um, I say adjust your medication a little bit. <laughs> um, right. And you'll have nobody's, ghosts like nobody's business. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's there. I mean, it's in my own house. I can tell you very clearly. I, I've, I've experienced certain things. Nothing weird. And I think it creeps people out. It's not like I wake up in the middle of the night and there's a ghost with a knife over my head. Right, right. It's more, it's just knowing that there's somebody else there. And it, it, it it's kind of comforting when I'm there by myself with my dog. <laughs> I, I tell you what, when we moved in, so we're, we're in an 1880, um, we have a Victorian farmhouse and, and, uh, and I, I love the look of those those homes and the way they're built. And and you go back. I mean, you know, you know. Again, as I said, sixteen sixty sixteen seven homes that are just like tiny things that are uh, people are just love it. And the stuff that you discover, there was one that had sort of like a like a, a um, an off a removed wine cellar uh, that was yeah. kind of a very cool thing that you 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 kept the sort of attitude. And complexion of its original thing, but made it sort of a hipper to synthesize modern living with the old and preserve both is what makes it show so interesting. And anybody in this area who loves the history and who loves the, the older homes of you know Bucks County and, and, and all of this, you would have to really you have to check it out to see how cool it is because you're seeing the transformation. The process is always so cool. Well, you are too awesome. Thank you for all the props. But again, it's a team of people. And the nice thing is, is we're just like, we rip apart a wall. It's the wall. It's the house that really kind of shows us what, uh, what is really exciting. I- I'd love to take all the credit, but unfortunately every house is so unique and so different. That's the fun of it. Um, and how we react to Holy crap. Yeah. What the heck is this? Um, and homeowners are really cool. Like they're like, okay, well they go into this. I don't want to say blinds, but we give them a very general plan and they agree to it. I'm always yeah. like, wait, you're okay with this? So if we find something, we know we're trying to keep them in our best interest as far as, okay, we want, we we know the overall that you want. You want it a little more, you know, less, less stingy, uh, a tinge of history, find what you can find, but do it within this parameter and budget. And that's something that we've, like... Each one is different, and they they allow us to do that. I'm kind of like I don't know that I would feel comfortable letting some yeah. some dude in my house say, "Hey, get ever do whatever you want." And by the way, they're not. It's not like they're, they're you know they're they're getting the the entire work is being picked up by the the network. They're they're putting money in. I mean, it's it's, so they the, are, it's their deal. They are. This isn't. I think many people when they watch these shows, first of all, they think I'm a millionaire, which I'm not. <laughs> um, the other thing is that. They think that these shows are free and they're, they're, they're not free, you know, way back when, yes, it might've been free or at a really discounted rate. Now I'm not going to lie to you and say there isn't a discount because there is a discount to doing it. But the benefit is that we do it quick. We do it uh, efficiently and it gets Mm -hmm. televised and you, you basically have a way to document, you know, your house renovation, which most people don't get to do. And you get the experience and we, you know, we can call upon vendors relatively quickly to say we need this tomorrow, which if you know anything about COVID now and trying to get materials, it's been an absolute nightmare. So we have some pull to get 
things quicker and better and cooler, maybe even before it goes on the market or something like that. So there is a huge benefit, not to mention you get to see like um, just a crazy bunch of people loving what they do uh, and trying to restore these old homes. Yeah, Jeff, you talk about, uh, you know, pricing on <laughs> lumber these days. It's just, it's insane. So I'm sure you're oh, in, yeah, encountering all sorts of problems like that. But in, in older homes, especially older homes in Pennsylvania, uh, there's never any storage, right? Like those places were built without closets no. in mind, yeah. without without um, places like that. So is that when you go into a place like that, you're like, all right, we're, we're going to start with a closet or we're going to start with, mm-hmm. you know, wh- wh- what first comes to mind when it comes to a, renova- a renovation like that? So first off, I miss you, Nick. Oh, I miss and you too. Two, uh, it's it's the client it's client dependent. Like we did a couple of bedrooms this season where they had two rooms, like literally. And, and if you guys know a little bit about the the old, you know, 18th century, 17th century, they are tiny ass rooms, and the ceilings are like seven foot six. They're really small. Yeah. So they were okay with taking two bedrooms and making it a larger bedroom. Um, but making that other, you know, the two rooms, parting it off for a very large walk-in closet. And then how we did it was add the architectural details, like this, the, um, the cottage bead, um, the rat's tail hinges, the raised panel doors, the, the hardware, the lighting, and basically made it look like a built-in that you walk through and into a closet. And obviously we have to modernize, you know, there's no way getting around the amount of clothes. Now, I only have probably five pairs of jeans and the same schoolhouse woodworking t-shirt and that's about it. And then a, then a suit, but um, my fiance and just about every other woman in the world has, and, and men for that matter, like they have needs. And, you know, once as a client, we just have to figure out what they want. So if, if you're somebody that just wants maybe another room to store your clothes or, uh, you know, beg Peter to pay Paul and put some storage underneath a stairwell, then that's what we do. We just kind of go after what they want and get their overall vision and then try our best to modernize what storage would look like and make it look cool and historic. Jeff, you had mentioned um, Schoolhouse Woodworking Company. That's your place in Exton. And uh, you guys yes. make uh, custom furniture and you even do some classes and stuff still? Yes. So we just started doing classes cool. last week and we were shut down for so long. So um we're just now starting to get back into the swing of things with everything so i pray to god everybody can come out and visit sign up for classes just go to schoolhousewoodworking.com and check all that out i hope to see all of you there at one point i'm, 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 I'm gonna do just it you know I, I, I mean, yeah uh, I mean, but it's 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 you know i, I think it's what's funny is when <laughs> and i tell, tell people i'm like i have a wood shop and a retail store in a mall they're like wait what yeah. Um, I just decided a long time ago I wanted to be accessible. So I wanted people to be able to to come say hello and also see what it's like when we're building and all that sort of stuff. Sometimes it's backfired, not going to lie to you. I don't get much done, but uh on like a Saturday when the place is is uh busy, but it's I, I don't know, I really just I want to I want other people to see how much fun that I have. So for young kids that are considering and struggling with whether or not they need to go to college, you know, if anything you can look at, you know, jobs nowadays, construction is crazy, um, whether or not it be plumbing, electric. Right. So I just want kids to know there's another option out there. And I love what I do. Um, and I, I make a good, you know, I work my ass off, but I make a good living doing it. Right. So 
um, hopefully people can come on out and visit us. I was thinking about doing the love you, help you line. Yeah. People come out. You <laughs> like can do it. COVID kicked us in the butt. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, uh, you know, working hard, um, you're going to be doing some work around here. We understand there's a little project, yes, correct? I am crazy, crazy, crazy excited. Marissa reached out to me and said, hey, we've got our green room. We need to do something with it. And we need to, like, design it so it looks cool. We need to keep a couple of things here and there. So um, I said, yes, I'm a little behind. So hopefully I can get to it soon. But basically just making something cool. So when other guests come and, you know, the excitement of being able to be in the Preston and Steve studio to see Nick and Kathy from afar, uh, (laughs) they can can chill and relax and stuff like that. And that, you know, and, and not feel like Stark and, and put my own little spin on it. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm so grateful that you guys gave me that opportunity, and I hope to wow you. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. No, we're very excited. Nah, I won't even recognize you while you're here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Press will just yeah. ignore you. It's just there. He's a very important man. Who's that new intern over in the green room? Uh, it's going to be the Acme Lounge that he's right. going to be redesigning, which is going to be awesome. Well, excellent. Jeff, we're excited that the show is back on. The fourth season premieres tonight on the DIY Network, and that will be uh, 9 p.m., and then when you're stopping by here, we'll have to yes. chat a little bit more about uh, stuff. And we'll yeah, make yeah, sure. Please, uh, please, please, please say hello that next time. Absolutely. Yes. I, like I, I, the last time. Where I won't ignore it's you. Painful hey, hurt. Jeff, you'll even give Preston an autograph, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, so, by the way, you can check out schoolhousewoodworking.com uh, for information on, uh, you know, maybe getting some uh, some classes with uh, with Jeff or to uh, obviously buy or commission them to do some stuff. Yes. It's pretty awesome. So, all right. We love you, man. It's great to hear from you and can't wait Thank to see the show so tonight. Much. Yeah, and we love you, too. I mean, we meaning me love you guys. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Devlin, guys. Yay! Stonehouse Revival. Uh, he's awesome. I love that guy. Oh it is really cool. I mean, if you watch that show, there's so many. We we have so many gems, historically speaking, in the area. And, and when they get inside a place and they discover something, it's just awesome. I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but does he not remind you of Ryan Reynolds? In, oh, very much. Yeah. Very much very so, much. right? I mean, he's yeah. like that good looking <clears throat> and he's got that kind of personality and yeah. his voice is kind of similar to him as well. Yeah. He's just the best. So please watch uh, Jeff tonight on uh, DIY at uh, 9 o'clock. So that's season four of Stonehouse Revival, the premiere. Hey, um, we have a couple of minutes, and uh, there's some audio um, that Steve had pulled, and I I didn't really have time to do it in the entertainment report, uh, but I saw yesterday a trailer for a film, a documentary called Val, and it's all about Val Kilmer. Yeah. What I didn't realize is it's all from archive footage that he has been filming since he was a kid. Oh, no way. And he's he's like a he's a video file. He's a buff. So and he's walked around with a camera behind the scenes and all these movies and all these things he's done, filming everybody and himself, and he's just got hours and hours and hours and hours of material. It's wild. And I yeah. said this morning, think of him case as um Adam Goldberg right. meets Val Kilmer. He was recording so much stuff. And there's shots of other actors and Kevin Bacon and other people. You know, like commenting on his camera and all that stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. And he's, uh, I've always been intrigued by the guy because, I mean, <clears throat> I, I initially remember him as a comedic actor because yes. of real genius. And Top, top Secret. secret. And top yeah. Secret. He was yeah. hilarious in those. And then all of a sudden he starts, uh, you know, he, he headed down kind of the, the pretty boy route with uh, with Top Gun. Dated Cher for a while. Yeah. What? But, but then he, uh, yeah. And then he... 
uh, he started to show that he's got, you know, the dramatic chops, too. And it's just always been a really... <laughs> Unique guy because of how good looking he right, is. Right, you wouldn't expect it. Yeah, he played Batman comedy and 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 these other things that he did. Uh, but he's he's quite the character. And you know, I'll play some of the audio from the um, from the clip from the uh, the trailer. My name is Val Kilmer. I'm an actor. I've lived a magical life. I've captured quite a bit of it. Yeah, push the button. I was the first guy I knew to own a video camera. Here we are, filming ourselves. Uh, is that it's a video rolling, camera? yeah. Oh, that's really cool, Val. I have thousands of hours of videotapes and film reels that I've shot throughout my life and career. Shut the video camera off. I will keep it on until we reverse it. Oh, damn. I was recently diagnosed with throat cancer. I'm still recovering. And it is difficult to talk and to be understood. But I want to tell my story more than ever. So there's a scene in that trailer where he has a trach and yeah. he, he covers it up and he speaks. He's not like that. Oh, wow. And so you can barely understand him. And Steve had asked me a question as to whether or not the voice in this is actually him or maybe an impersonator. Oh, because I don't know oh. at what point... At what stage he's at right now? Has he has he gotten his oh, voice wow. back? Or right, because it happens. Has he recovered so fully? And I thought I saw him recently, still kind of working his way through <clears throat> the vocal de- it demands of his recuperation. And now that I listen to that voiceover without any yeah. any uh, visual to accompany with uh, with it, Steve, it might be an impersonator. Yeah, it may be because it sounds a tad bit younger than him. Well, they they show, that. and there are a couple of emotional things where he's 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 crying. He's from what I understand, it's going well as far as his health. That's what I've heard. You never quite know. Obviously, if there's an impact to his voice as an actor, if it's that way, that's going to be a problem. But um, I'm I'm so excited. And I'd actually um, he had tweeted out something when the question there was a question concerning uh, Batman and Catwoman's sexual habits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and, and yeah. he responded, you know, and, and so I tweeted at him. You know, saying we are massive fans. If you are ever able to come on, you know, uh, and and uh, nothing, you know. But I'm sure he got bombarded. But oh, just yeah. to kind of put it out there, right? Uh, and I, I mean, w- how great would it be if he could conduct an interview? I don't know what current ability he has. Yeah, but think of all the stuff he's been in for Tombstone alone, for God's sake. Yeah, or the Doors. Yeah, he I mean, was just phenomenal in the Doors. Um, but. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, it looks like it might be a really, really good doc because he, of all the uh, footage that he has. He's in the Top Gun sequel, apparently reprising his role. Nice. I, and I, so I assume he had to be able to deliver lines. Well, when is that coming out? Do we? Uh, S- this, I don't know. Soon, right? I, I'm not really sure because it was already supposed to have been out a while like a year ago. ago I think. Yeah. Nick, were you going to say something? I was. I'm just looking up the Top Gun Maverick uh, release mm-hmm. date. See if there's anything. Yeah, yeah. Stuff has changed so much. I just kind of wait, and when I hear it's coming out next week, that's when I believe it. <laughs> but what I wanted to bring up was, uh, uh, well, it says July twenty twenty one case. Okay, so I don't All know. Right. This um, month there was a Steve. You you may have seen it. It came out a couple of months ago. It's called uh, Kid ninety, and it's a similar thing. Soleil Moon Fry. Yes, um, shot it's this good. documentary. Okay, so yeah. I haven't seen it. Yet. I just saw the trailer for it, and it's so it's on uh, Hulu. Yeah, it's and, really good. And so she, like Val Kilmer, just carried a camera around with her at all times and shoots all of these 
um, home movies. And, and so David Arquette's in it, and um, Jonathan Brandis, the guy that passed away a few years ago, apparently Marlon Brando's in it, um, and all of these people uh, that she grew up with. And so it seems like it's a similar approach to what this Val Kilmer movie is like. Brando played the original um, uh, family member on Punky Brewster. Oh, so, yeah. okay. I'll tell you, you're adorable. What's your name? Punky? Wonder, I, wonder I have how... a friend named Luca Brazzi. <laughs> I wonder how their paths crossed. I wonder how Punky Brewster... We need someone to get inside Salazzo's setup. And Don Corleone. Somebody would not suspect. Like a seven-year-old girl. She was going to take down the Turk? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Just make it seem like you want to join the organization. <laughs> Suck on a lollipop, skip around a lot. Okay, so her, because I watched it, her mother oh. was, uh, go ahead. I was going to, how was it? I, I enjoyed it. Okay. I, I, of course, I fell asleep and I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> but that's <laughs> a high compliment. No, for yeah, it, it is. And no, then but you woke I, up, the second part of the deer hunter was on. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm just trying to think, like her mother, maybe it was uh, the, the connection through her mother, because her mother had something to do with Hollywood. She wasn't a, a starlet or anything along those lines. But In the uh, documentary, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but I made it past the part where she had had the, the breast reduction. Um, she was. In, she had a long. She had a fairly long relationship with Edward Furlong, who was Terminator Two. Yes, yeah, uh, and it was. Uh, you know, she had developed uh, massive and and early too, and it got like real creepy because she was an attractive uh, young girl. With it was creepy, Marissa. <laughs> uh, I can help fill it in too because I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I actually kind of saw a little of myself because I was the girl in high school, like walking around with cameras and and recording everything. Mm-hmm. Her dad was an actor, okay, and wasn't really in her life that much. But they they had an amicable relationship, and her dad um, was uh, he did a lot of for like social injustice. And so I think that was the connection. To okay. Yeah. Okay. But then what you fell asleep, Casey, you got to go back because she um, was like pretty much on the set of the movie Kids, if you remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was friends with all those guys. Really? Yeah. Rosario Dawson was in that. And uh, yeah, there was a couple of names. She in worked that movie. In, a, in a lot of different circles, uh, Marissa, in that movie. And uh, she was very, very popular. Well, and it came out right when we were announcing the barbecue, and Perry Farrell is in it a lot. What? They had a good, they, had, they were friends. Wow. Yeah, I really recommend watching it. It's really good. Okay. And it makes you not hate Brian Austin Green so much. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice. So it's called, what is that, Kid 90? Kid 90, yeah. Okay. And it's on Hulu. Nice. And when Ooh. does the Val Kilmer one come out? I don't know. Okay. I thought I saw August 6th on the... Uh, yeah. You're okay. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, so Top Gun doesn't come out till November. Okay. Of uh, this year, so they push it back you know, right I, again. I have a movie date with Dr. Mike because I promised him. That's <laughs> oh, his, top gun? That's his yeah. favorite movie. Oh, yeah. The Val Kilmer is actually sucks. in theaters on July 23rd. Um, it'll be available for streaming on August 6th. Oh, okay. Ah. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And you're right, Tombstone. I mean, come on, man. That's awesome. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, oh, what a bummer. Yeah. What? Uh, what? got this. Um... Do you remember we had um, uh, the gang from uh, Viva Video in? That, yes. Uh, the last video store in the Philadelphia area. Uh, I think they're closing. Aw. Yeah, it says here is with heavy art that we announce uh, Viva Video, the Philadelphia area's last video store, will end its run on August 31st. We understand this may come as a shock to the world's most inclusive, passionate, progressive film community. While business had slowed and the pandemic didn't help, 
The actual nail in the coffin is the loss of our lease, a, a circumstance outside of our control. That sucks because oh, they're man. just a wonderful mm-hmm. place, and and they 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 had shot that oh. pilot show, yeah, um, you know, and and it was sort of their mystery science theater thing, where they were, but they weren't doing that same shtick, but but. It was very cool, and they were. But they really could get the really rare movies, really like the yeah, ones yeah. you. you yes. there's no way I'm going to be able to find this. And they'd <clears> right. Have In fact, guys... they got a copy of a, a movie that I'd been looking for for the longest time, and gave me a copy, which is so nice, called uh, Eating Italian. Mm. Okay, did you guys catch any of that uh, last blockbuster yeah. documentary? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Doug Benson's in it, and uh, it's similar vibe to what Viva Video was to Ardmore. You know, it's good too. Is is Colin Hanks' movie about Tower Records? Oh yeah, I want to see that yeah. too. All these all these things passing so into yeah. the ether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? They're charming, uh, and and I uh, and and listen, I'm, I'm happy that Viva Video is still around, and I'm sad that they're closing, but. I think back to the the blockbuster days, and and it was really cool to you know to go and pick out what we're going to watch great. this weekend. And, yeah, but then again, it was also kind of a pain in the ass too. <laughs> that you can just ask a box in your house to play it yes. for you. Yeah, but there was something to to spending that yeah. time. It was yeah. a, it looking was an at event. the liner notes, and it was an event that you were yeah. going to do. We got these movies. Okay, <clears throat> Saturday we're watching the movie. Yeah, and and you know we'll make a nice meal or just popcorn or whatever it is. You had some things that surrounded that, and and. Uh, it's a little less so now. I look back at that time in my life with, you know, fondness. I really, I got a, a kick out of doing all of that. We used to go to a video vault. That's not uh, there anymore. And then our local pharmacy, they opened a video rental place, and that's where we would get our movies. And it was it was a really, really special time. I, was I still also, have 30 of the movies I never returned. I wonder why they <laughs> went out of business. I was also reminiscing with my mom over the weekend about the... The first, and, and I put air quotes, uh, remote control that we had, and I don't know if you guys had the same type of remote. It was on a cord, and it was a big block, yep. and it had like, I don't know, maybe 16, buttons. Yeah, 16 numbers across. You would and flick the, the switch down for each row of yes. channels. Yep. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I could play that like a, like a, a keytar. Right? I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I could I could without even looking at it get to the channel I watched. I spent so much time with that damn thing. Well, yeah, yeah and that's how I felt about the remotes as well because they would always have like a, almost like Braille. Uh, they'd have these little uh, nubs on the five, so essentially you could navigate the entire remote without ever having to look at it because five was like the the nub home button. Yeah, a lot of sense. a lot of keypads will have their center pad with a little bump on it. Yeah, so that way like uh, I'm looking at my keyboard right now. The F and the J have little nubs on them. Mm-hmm. You like that nub? I mm. love those nubs. Rub that nub. Nubby. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. <laughs> Wait, on, on this press release, Marissa highlighted two things. It says, hold your heads high and come what may, never forget to chill funky. Why did you highlight those, Marissa? Are those lines from movies that I don't know? I thought you guys might know it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to miss it in case it was a movie okay. line, but I guess it's not, huh? Come uh, well, no, we don't know every movie, but it says "Come what may, never forget to chill funky." So I, I don't recognize that, but it might be a thing. I don't know. It's possible. Mm. Well, that's certainly sad news. They were kind of well carrying the torch, you know. Perhaps they can find a, a new place, you know. That's possible. They're saying that they're really it's going asunder because of the lease. Maybe they can find another location. But it's a sweet little uh, message. They say, the truth is we had great fun. There was plenty of naysayers when TLA closed and Miguel and uh, company struck out on their own in 2012. Yet Viva endured for almost nine years. In that time, we managed to grow beyond a retail shop only because you believed in us. 
Uh, we held public screenings, all-night VHS pizza parties, and managed to be featured in multiple documentaries as well as a pilot on national television. Um, so it goes on to thank uh, people for being a part of it. All right, here's a random question. If yes. you guys could own any kind of a business, what would what kind of business do you think you would like to own? Whorehouse. Whorehouse? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, what was that guy's name? Dennis, Dennis Hoff. Hoff. Yeah. yeah, the French benefits are right? fantastic. The French benefits are great. We get French benefits? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm sure if you would want to own like a, a drum shop or a music shop or anything along those lines. Not, no, not yeah. at this point in my life. I mean, there was a time, yes, I would have absolutely said that, but I, uh, dude... I can barely do this, so I'm just happy to be working. I, I can't, you know. I'm so tired. Uh, my dreams are, are shattered. Uh, I, can tattered and torn. I can't do anything. I don't You're know. a hollow man. Because yeah. Preston knows about this because I was uh, we uh, had a text chain over the weekend, but there is this property that just went up for oh, yeah. sale. What is it? Steve, in, in Wildwood. I think, yeah, it's definitely Wildwood yeah. proper. Dude, it's this tiny little house. It's one of the first places I noticed yeah. when we went and drove and, and looked around in the Wildwood area for for a beach house. It's an A-frame, Steve. Oh, wow. But that's it. That's, that's it. it. And I mean, it's just a tiny little A-frame. There's even stairs that go around the back of it. And I think that's just to get into the bedroom. So I think the downstairs is just maybe a, a chair and a stove. So is it upstairs, is it No, it's like it's a, a home. It's a home. It's a home. Wow. But Casey had kicked <laughs> around the idea. Originally, I think, did you come up with the pizza idea? Yeah, because that it looks like a pizza slice. It looks slice. like a slice of pizza. Oh, yeah. And you just serve single single slices of pizza out of there. It's oh. kind of a cute idea. You Why could call you... it A-frame pizza. Yeah, or just call pizza. it A and make it a Fonzie Museum. You could do that, too. <laughs> but it's actually, it's. I love looking at that little place. Uh-huh. And it's. It's actually, it's behind a tree. You can kind of barely see it. You can miss it if you drive by. But I'm bummed because I hope whoever buys it doesn't just buy it. Turn it into a B. Could you imagine? No, uh, I hope they don't. I hope they don't buy it just to kind of just for the property and they tear it down. They I will. Hate that. It's a piece of garbage. Oh my! But it's know. it's charming in in its garbage. It's, it's a old. charming piece of garbage. Well, if you were to refurbish it, I think it'd be. I a lot think of fun. I have the perfect piece of garbage to show yeah. you. And it's like one hundred and ninety thousand dollars or something. Oh, that's like a that. R- it's just well, there's property bitty. behind it. There's the, 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 so mm. it's the A, the the slice the of pizza. The Give A-frame. me an A, and then behind it there. There are um, condos. We'll call them condos back there. Okay, and so that's I, so part of it. it there, there's, it's okay. like a dual property, or I'm sorry, uh, dual buildings on one property. Is it on Zillow? It sh- it's got to yes, be. Yes, I want to see. But yeah. no interior photos. No. Uh-oh, that's never yeah, yeah, That's a bad sign. Really? I just yeah. want to see the inside of it. But, yeah, you'll see there are, there are pictures of it. If you look it up, Marissa, I, I don't know. Or Casey's got the listing here on, on our text chain. There's a few properties. Um, there's a, a few along Route 30 in Wayne that closed a, a lot of it because of the pandemic. There's a, there was a restaurant in uh, Cape May Point called The Red Store, and that closed last year because it of did, the pandemic. Yeah. And, and it bums me out because... In theory, they were decent locations. I mean, if you're on Route 30 in Wayne, PA, you'd you think that's a good you got to figure you're good, spot. right? Yeah. yeah. And same thing. It was uh, the Red Store in Cape May Point. It was the only restaurant in Cape May Point. So I'm really curious as to what's going to happen over the next few months, year or so, with these properties being available. You'd also kind of think that these properties would maybe be a steal at this point, but home prices are so high. I don't know. But businesses that, that, were, that disappeared because of the pandemic, what's going to fill their place? 
Uh, Presley, I sent you something about Wildwood. It is a, a, a bar. Uh, oh, the um, Shamrock. The Shamrock. So my neighbor's yeah, across the street. The article yet. They bought the Shamrock that was on there, and now it hangs right. on, on their house. So he says the owner says he they, they made about $30,000 selling um, just, you know, uh, signs like that because it was such an iconic bar. Yeah. but The, the bar's closed now? Yeah, it's yeah, okay. closed. Uh, Preston, is this the A-frame you're talking about? That's it. Yes. There it is. That's it right there. Yeah, we're looking at it. How I mean, cool would that be? That would be kind of neat, wouldn't it? That's if you just, if you want to go down there to go to the beach and you just need a place to sleep. And yeah. that's it. Mm. That would be it, I guess. And then, yeah, and then right behind that are some condos. But Casey wants to open a pizza shop in it. And just make the front, paint the front to look like a pizza slice? Although, yes. you know what, though? Um... After we had the burger buff here last week, I realized that there is not a straight-up burger joint down there, and we could probably stand to have something along those lines down there. Well, then find a roundhouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just ha- make triangle burgers. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's your thing. Yeah. yeah. The way White Castle revolutionized the square burger. Have them triangle-shaped. Yeah, triangle-shaped yeah. burgers. There, there are no that. triangle burgers out there. <laughs> there are no rhombozoid pork chop places. We mm. are, I mean, we could corner the market. Mm-hmm. Rombo chop. It's a three-corner three market. market. <laughs> Dude, this stuff writes itself. We got to wear those old three-corner hats. That's it. You know, like the boys the, uh, part of the revolution? Yeah. yeah. No. The burger revolution. Yeah. All right. right Beth? I think it's yeah. time to take a break. <laughs> With that. <laughs> yeah, we're part of the burger revolution. I think we need to take a break. Okay. <laughs> oh, hear ye, hear ye. A new burger has entered Wildwood. <laughs> All right, let's give away some movie screening Woo! passes. We got this screening of Black Widow tonight at 7 o'clock. Masks are required whether you've been vaccinated or not. It is hosted by Disney. That is their requirement. Uh, but you can handle that because you're going get to get to see yet another movie in the MCU, one that we've been waiting for for quite a while. Oh, yeah. 7 o'clock is when it starts at UA King of Prussia. And we'll take callers uh, 9, 10, and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. 9, 10, and 11. You will get the tickets. We are taking a break. We'll come back in a second. And some bizarre file stories are up next. <laughs> Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Royal Blood. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. I'd like to thank uh, Brent Porsche. I wanted to go get a hot chocolate, and the Dunkachino machine needed rinsing. Ah! And there was like <clears throat> two minutes left on the song, and I was I I, I dropped the f bomb very loudly. Oh! And Brent walked in. He said, "I know how to do that. Let me fix it for you." And he did it, and he made me a hot chocolate. Oh, just, he's wonderful! He brought it. And he's a that keeper. man, absolutely. And he's in for uh, Pierre again this week. So I think we'll keep him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll keep him. <laughs> Let's do the bizarre file. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. All right, we will start <laughs> with a story out of uh, Chatham, Kent, in the UK. A burglar has been jailed after breaking into a theater where he then made himself a cup of tea and fell asleep. Mm, it's delightful, actually. Mm. I got a little sleepy. 
Ed- Adrian Edwards snuck into the Central Theater, and he... Committing larceny is so taxing. He stole a laptop, a mm-hmm. drill, and a pair of uh, shoes before making himself the beverage and then lying down and falling asleep. Oh, Gray, I like it so much. Edwards was then woken up later by a worker who had arrived at the theater for the start of a shift. Who kicked me in my balls. He then uh, quickly fled the building with his stolen goods. After the break-in, police investigators did a forensic examination of the blood... Of blood found near a window as Was, well. Oh, so he cut himself coming in? I guess so, yeah. As it opened cans of drinks and cigarettes that Edwards had discarded, all of which matched his DNA. Officers discovered some medication at the scene in his name as well. Mm. Uh, police patrols examined the video, and Edwards was arrested later on that same day. So he was leaving containers that had his name? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. They, he really didn't think this no, through. I guess not. No. Edwards was jailed for one year and four months after pleading guilty to burglary. Edwards thought that he had time to make a cup of tea, mm-hmm. uh, but instead left a trail of evidence for the police. Yes, it was time for tea. Uh, an afternoon on the lake unexpectedly turned into a close encounter with wildlife for beachgoers in California. A large adult black bear and three cubs took to a South Lake Tahoe beach on Sunday. Pierre's there right now. He sure uh-huh. is. I didn't even think of that. Look at the beard on that guy. <laughs> it's like there's one like white spot. How does he do that? Uh, to run and play in the water as about a dozen onlookers watched in awe. Uh, the Cubs wrestled in the lake as they beat the high temperatures, which hit 90 degrees in South Lake Tahoe that day. Uh, the four bears. Where are you folks from? Along with a few wild geese, made a day at the lake resemble a spontaneous day at the zoo for beachgoers. Jen Watkins, who was there, said we were all a little shocked. Uh, she filmed the bear. She said the uh, bear took off with somebody's cooler before returning to, ah. the, for- the, and to the forest. Uh, authorities said uh, that getting close to bears is very dangerous. Uh, we are in their territory when we're in the foothills and in the Sierra Nevada. Don't feed them. Don't entice them. Don't provoke them. And obviously in a setting like this, don't approach them. Respect their space. What if they ask you to put some lotion on? Well, by the way, a growing <laughs> number of bears in the Sierra Nevada have... Um, been found to suffer from encephalitis, huh. uh, an inflammation of the brain, and it makes bears what they say dog-like in behavior and more fearless around hu- humans. At least now that's a problem. Yeah, at least four bears in California have been found to have the disease since March 2020. Uh, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife officials will monitor the black bears and move any bears that wander into areas where people gather. A California man faces federal charges after allegedly transporting tons of explosives from out of state, including devices that later exploded in a police bomb disposal truck that ended up injuring 17 people. That was some wild footage. This is all fireworks stuff. So Arturo Queja was arrested by special agents from the ATF. He's accused of transporting explosives without a license or permit. He was initially arrested after Los Angeles police received a tip and found a large stockpile of fireworks at his home. The initial investigation by authorities estimated approximately 5,000 pounds of fireworks were found. They blowed up. However, the ATF determined that he was storing approximately 32,000 pounds of fireworks in his backyard. Could have leveled everything. Yeah. According to a criminal complaint, Keha made several trips to Nevada in late June uh, to purchase various types of explosives, including aerial displays, and large homemade fireworks containing explosive materials that he transported to his uh, residence in rental vans. It's got got to be such a thrill to find out, like, your neighbor collects fireworks or makes their own. <laughs> oh, that's great. By the way, fireworks in California can be sold for as much as four times what purchases will pay in Nevada. 
Uh, while the fireworks are being removed from his home, the LAPD bomb squad determined some of the homemade fireworks with explosive materials were not safe to transport due to the risk of detonation in a densely populated area. So they destroyed those fireworks at the scene using what's called a total containment vessel, a TCV. Total. Uh, during the destruction of the devices, the entire TCV itself exploded. Yeah, I saw it. There's footage of it. It's yeah, amazing. It, sh- it should have contained it, and it caused a massive blast radius, damaging homes in the neighborhood and injuring a total of 17 law enforcement personnel and civilians. We're going to need one of them total trucks. Uh, nearby buildings and vehicles were also damaged. So, wow, pretty intense. And there were, there were actually several fireworks mishap stories. I mean, like... The one from the the guy from the Blue Jackets, the goaltender who yes. died, was hit in the chest with a uh, a mortar, a mortar, yeah. and killed him. And then then there was that story in Ocean City, Maryland, where the yes. truck exploded during and like, the daytime. Yeah, and it, it was uh, I guess destined for their fireworks display that night, which and they got it in broad daylight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then there was a story I think in Bangkok. Did you see that as well? Uh, I had a story. No, I had a guy hit someone in the head with. No, that was in Singapore. What All happened right. in Bangkok? Another another explosion, and wow. they, they they show people sitting in their home, their living room, their living room camera, security camera, and the place just gets decimated. Oh, it's not um, good. Yeah. All right, we got time for another story. How about this one? An Austrian had the kind of morning that nightmares are made of on Monday when a python <laughs> slid through his drains. And bit him while he was sitting on the toilet. Oh. Oh. No, and, come on. Yeah. Is that real? It's the, real. The stunned 65-year-old turned <laughs> around real. to see a roughly five-foot <laughs> albino. I'm a snake and I'm real. A roughly five-foot-long albino reticulated oh. python in the bowl. Jesus. He had oh. said shortly he had, after he sat on the toilet, he felt a pinch no. in the area of his genitals. No. Snake biting your nutsack. Wow. And they're not poisonous, but they have big fangs, sure. man. That, honestly, <sighs> occasionally, do you ever have a thought if you're in a like another country or something? Yeah, yeah something might crawl yeah, up there and bite yeah. my ass. Uh, the snake is thought to have escaped a neighbor's apartment unnoticed and slid into the toilet through the drains, though its exact route was still unclear. Imagine if he turned around and saw it. And, uh, what did I eat? Hey. <laughs> A reptile, a snake, apparently. <laughs> An albino turd. A reptile uh, expert contacted by emergency services removed the snake from the toilet, cleaned it, and returned it to its owner. It's uh, cleaned off your snake. Its victim was uh, treated in the hospital for minor injuries. The 24-year-old neighbor who owns 11 snakes, all non-venomous constrictors, has been reported to the <sighs> prosecutor's office on suspicion of negligently causing bodily harm. Any long-term damage from the the bite? They didn't indicate. It didn't sound like it was that that bad. Bad, but I think any snake bite on yeah. your ball sack is bad. I'd call that a bad day. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for now. We're going to take a break. We'll get back in a second. We'll see if you've been paying attention because we'll have a lesson question. We'll have trash and music news as well. So stay there. Coming back. MMR, buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 18 minutes after 10 already. Really? Well, that means that it is time to test your knowledge um, today's program. See how well uh, you've been listening and whether or not you've been retaining some of what we said because we're going to do the lesson question. The prize today is a digital download of Nobody. Nobody. Uh, yeah, from the writer of John Wick. By it's a the good way. movie. It really so, is. Nobody. And the question that we are going to go with 
this time. According to Sylv- according to Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Three was which movie in the sequence of the trilogy? Two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know. According to Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Three was which movie in the sequence of the trilogy? Two one five two six three WMMR. Our number. Call now. We'll do the trash while you give us that call. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, story time. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the legal conservatives overseeing Britney Spears asserting that despite what the singer's been saying, they cannot stop her from having a baby. Britney's boyfriend, Sam Ashkari, was reportedly so excited by the news that he skipped town. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Pete Davidson revealed back in December he's having every single one of his tattoos removed from his body. Davidson, who's had sex with Ariana Grande and Kate Beckinsale, says the ink is really hurting his luck with the ladies. Yeah. Oh, my God. And finally, Big Brother Season 23 premiered will take place minus one house guest. Christy Vadisari has tested positive for COVID-19. Vadisari says she's heartbroken over the development and will now have to figure out a way to get gonorrhea at home. <laughs> All right, to the phones we go. Let's see if someone knows the answer to this. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, according to him, Rocky Three was which movie in the sequence of the trilogy? And I uh, will go to Patrick, see if we can get that answer. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Patrick, according to Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Three was which movie in the sequence of the trilogy? It was the third one. Oh, my God, yeah. I got it right, yes. <laughs> got it. You got it, buddy. Hang on, Pat. We're going to give you a digital download of Nobody from the writer of John Wick. Comes the fast-paced film, Certified Fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's available now on digital, 4K, Blu-ray, and DVD. Uh, Before we get to music news, I should have asked for this ahead of time. Kathy, you can give this to me. We need a number caller for the secret text word, please. Ooh, 15. All right, we'll take the 15th caller, 215. 263 WMMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win. And we will do the music news while you're calling. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by Horizon Services Summer Plumbing Savings. They are here. Save up to $200 on select plumbing services plus a free inspection. Of your water heater or garbage disposal with any plumbing service. You can visit horizonservices.com. Uh, I'll start with this. Nick, was this just announced? Yes, sir. Okay. So it's uh, we just saw this uh, Instagram post, uh, and it is from the Man Center, and they are announcing Hoagie Nation. Hey. I'm so glad. Which is great, and it will star Daryl Hall and John Oates, Squeeze, Cool and the Gang, The Whalers. Huh. Also, Craig Robinson and the Nasty Delicious. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Craig Robinson. Uh, the Soul Survivors and Down North. And so, they will be performing at uh, Fairmount Park, at the man at Fairmount Park. So are they having b- both stages going? Um, I don't know. Not sure how they're going to work this out. I just know that it's going to be at the man, and it will be Saturday, August 7th. Uh, and the tickets, I don't have to, on, on sale. On sale now. Oh, they're on sale now. Yeah. So I've, I've been to a couple of them. We love this um, this festival. This is relatively new, but Hall & Oates are always the, uh, you know, the, the main thrust there. But uh, it, it's just a great time. I, I think that squeeze be cool, the gang, man. That's oh, awesome. cool in the gang. I do, too. They're so great. They're so much fun. Yep. Uh, and uh, the Whalers, so you get the, the Bob Marley flavor there. It's going to be Delaware Zone. Yeah. 
so, by the way, it's uh, presented by Deeds and Watson. So, Hoagie Nation officially announced Saturday, August 7th. Bit of an anniversary over the weekend. Paris, this past Saturday, was the only place to be for diehard Jim Morrison fans. 50 years after his wow. death, at the age of 27, rock music lovers from France and across the world came to the Père Lachaise Cemetery in eastern Paris. You've been there, yes? I have. I've yeah. been to, I went to Jim's grave, yeah. Um, and he is buried there. Many bought, brought uh, candles and pictures and some burned incense sticks near his grave as police watched nearby. Year after year, the place has become a pilgrimage for fans of Morrison, known for his dark lyrics, wavy locks, leather pants, steely gaze, and theatrical stage performance. We're just talking about Val Kilmer, who played yeah. him so brilliantly in The Doors. Yeah. They say that the area, though, the people in that area and around the cemetery are... Um, pissed off because it's always kind of left like a pigsty. Yeah, 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 people leave stuff yeah. and there's graffiti on the other right. headstones and, and some of them are so old that, you know, the relatives probably aren't right. even you know, there for the upkeep or anything like that. But um, he died July 3rd, 1971. Uh, he was found in Paris, dead in the bathtub. No autopsy was performed and accounts of what caused his death are disputed because there was no autopsy. Uh, he was one of the several rock stars, including Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Rolling Stones, Brian Jones, to die at the age of 27. Uh, status as a mythic figure for rock fans has never waned. On the 20th anniversary of his death in 1991, that's when Oliver Stone had released The Doors, starring Val Kilmer as Morrison, which is a great movie if you ever get a chance to see it. If you've never seen it, it's pretty wild. Uh, Miles Kennedy has extended his 2021 tour plans with the addition of a leg of dates set for later on this summer and early fall, and he will be performing in our area. He's going to be at the Underground Arts on October 1st. Uh, tickets go on sale to the general public Friday at 10 a.m. local time. Uh, the full band tour is in support of his recently released second album, uh, solo album, The Ides of March. Uh, Tyler Bryant of Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown will open the shows with solo acoustic sets. All right, this is kind of an offshoot of music news, but I thought this was worth bringing up. Jessica Springsteen is among four equestrians who have made the U.S. Olympics team, oh. and she will be heading to Tokyo this summer. Uh, she's the daughter of Bruce, obviously. That's my little girl. I'm yeah. a horse. Um, Riding a horsey. New Jersey native. <laughs> Here, horsey, horsey. Here, horsey, horsey. Uh, she'll be making her first Olympic debut on the jump on the jumping team. <laughs> Put a carrot in your mouth. That's right. Like, of course, she's going to Olympics. Why is all of the talent just confined into like certain families? Right. 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 Uh, so yeah, she her first Olympic debut oh, on, she's on the front line. on the jumping team, along with uh, Laura Kraut, McLean Ward, and Kent Farrington. Wow, those are all yeah. uh, Laura Kraut, yeah, of course, McLean Ward, and Kent Farrington, and Jessica Springsteen. It's actually rather expensive to be an equestrian. Oh yeah, uh, the team. I can afford it. Uh, the twenty-nine-year-old will be riding Don Juan Van D. Donkey Hovey. Van oh, Don Donkey Bingy? Don Juan Van, Don Van Don the Donkey Hovey. Oh, yeah. And does the horse get a medal? Yes. It does? Absolutely. They pin it right on its flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should. They should. They well, do a lot should. of the work. Yeah, it does all the damn work. 
Yeah, you know what? I would write a song about that. Well, maybe they don't. Uncelebrated horse, I'm going to call it. I mean, you consider I, a canine, way, a, a dog, a, a cop, you know, that's a police officer. That you would consider... your ass. Right. So the horse deserves a medal. Mm-hmm. Why isn't the horse up on the podium? <laughs> well, that's... Or the, whatever they stand on. A lot of times in, in horse events, they will they will award, you know, the animals. Right. Carrot. Know, blue ribbons and yeah, so on. Or a carrot. Yeah. Here, you done well. Maybe an apple. Uh, so she currently ranks number three on the U.S. rider list. That's pretty wild. Uh, Springsteen has been riding since she was four years old at her family's farm in Colt's Neck. So congratulations. Colt, that, Colt is a horse. Yeah, yeah. She was mm-hmm. destined to be this. Yeah. Isn't uh, Dee Snyder's daughter competing in the shot put? I think she is. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's very accurate, Steve. Yeah. Rocker's daughter's competing in the Olympics. Hey, this is interesting. Buck Cherry's uh, Josh Todd kept busy during the pandemic by earn, earning his certification in phlebotomy. So he's a uh, he's a, uh, blood a phlebotomist. Taker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The singer t- said that he uh, passed the national exam after taking a two week course. Uh, Todd then worked as a phlebotomist in downtown L.A. drawing broad for about four months. How cool is that? Oh, be a phlebotomist, <laughs> Bruce. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Story about a guy from Buck Cherry. Can't do nothing with horses, but he can draw blood. And that's beautiful, man. It's called Buck Cherry Phlebotomist. Buck Cherry Phlebotomist. That's the name of the song? That's it, yeah. This next one's called Spin Doctors Orthodontist. (laughs) (laughs) Mary's just sweet. She says, I want to donate blood, but I really want to trust the person who takes it. I asked, are you a fan of Buck Cherry? Well, sister, you're in luck. Because the lead singer just decided to become a phlebotomist. I don't know. I'm more of a fan of uh, Spin Doctors Orthodontist. Yeah. I think that's a better tune. <laughs> that's but, great. You know. Do you guys want to know if the horses get medals? I am. Yes, do they? <laughs> they don't. Oh. Yeah. That's so they put... F and I said, I'm not watching. They put one hoof on the podium, and uh, so they are honored that and way. And the other hoof on their heart. But only the humans <laughs> put the medals around their neck. It's the most beautiful thing in the world after a horse wins a medal. It puts one po- hoof on the podium and the hoof on its heart. The horse is Pledge of Allegiance. National Anthem. I pledge of allegiance to the nag. However, the horse is considered as much of an athlete as the rider. Of course! It deserves a medal. It's everything! Otherwise, they should what they should do then, if they really want to prove that they deserve it, do the stick with the horse head on it. And that's and that's and then do it all themselves. No, the human should get that. Right. I know it was a flub, but wouldn't it be great if horses had paws? <laughs> would be great. Paw. Like, you know, claws, the whole deal. They have talons. Oh, that wouldn't be a paw. It'd be like a bird. Yeah, it'd be a bird. Be like a, what is it, a griffin? Yeah. It's like a squirrel. Yeah. Yeah, like a barefoot. Or a dolphin toe. All right. A dolphin toe? Yeah, on her feet. Are we still doing music news? Yes. We're okay. also learning zoology okay. the Bruce Springsteen way. <laughs> Oh, Bring Me the Horizon is launching launching their own vegan barbecue sauce. The band teamed up. Great news. The band teamed up Lose Brews to create Psycho Sauce, spelled S Y K. What band is doing this? This is Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, described as a smoky barbecue sauce with a big spicy kick. 
uh, in a tweet from Lou's Hot Sauce. I don't know if you folks have heard this, but Bub Dharma just released his own brand of catching. It's the greatest news I've ever heard. The boys boys call. Call. Wow, okay. I'd, I'd buy that. I'd have to try that. Okay. Richie Blackmore just released his own version of Fluffernutters. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Rainbow aren't uh, absolutely and, uh, going too well. Well, for no. <laughs> All right, I got more. All right, so a lot more, actually. Uh, Hearts Ann Wilson has rolled out a string of summer dates, including a benefit show, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Never Forget concert. And the benefit show is set for August 21st in Wonton, New York, at uh, uh. Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater. And will include, also besides Ann Wilson, uh, Journey, John Fogarty, Steve Miller, uh, Wycliffe Jean, Run DMC, and others. That's excellent. Tunnels yeah. to Towers is a great organization. Uh, the concert will be filmed and recorded for future broadcast. Tickets go on sale this Friday uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Proceeds will benefit the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which pays off mortgages of law enforcement officers and firefighters who died in the line of duty uh, for, and suffered from uh, 9-11-related illness while uh, providing smart homes uh, for injured veterans or their surviving spouses. Now, there was also another show. Nick, you had the uh, the front page of uh, com on there um, that apparently Bruce and Paul Simon are playing Central Park. Yeah. I've, uh, didn't, I missed that story because we've been, you know, out for a couple of days. Uh, but apparently... It's homecoming week, and I'm trying to find the dates. Yeah, I want to see when that is. So, you know, it's essentially, uh, is it... Celebration reopening the lifted uh, pandemic restrictions, so that's why they're they're you know everybody kind of come home type of theme. Yeah, I don't have that story, and I don't have the official information on ticket sales or dates or any of that stuff as of yet. But uh, Simon and Garfunkel did a legendary Central no. Park concert. Yeah, um, are they going to pair up Bruce Springsteen and Paul Simon? Uh, I would think yeah. they would. You know, two artists that big, they'd have to get out and do something at some point. But. Um, it was previously set for August 21st, but, uh, there was no date or, um, official information as of yet, but they, it's going to happen. We just don't know when as of yet. I take the opportunity to release my steak sauce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, two other things here real quick. Um, uh, Journeys, uh, Neil Sean will auction off 112 electric guitars. Wow. Via Heritage Auction on July wow. 31st. Sean said the auctioning <clears throat> in the auction's announcement. Hang on a second. <clears throat> uh, these are guitars I've been collecting for a very long time, and it's time to let go of some of my collection to make room for new arrivals. How many more will he have once he gets rid of 112? Uh, that's a good question. 112 guitars. By the way, at the heart of the auction is this one, a 1977 Gibson Les Paul Deluxe black solid body that he used on Escape, which is the guitar he's playing on this song. And you know what? He could conceivably have one signed by Randy Jackson. He could. Yes, yes. you're right. They're, they're, he's he in was Journey, in Journey. Now. Uh, but in 1981, that album came out, so it's the same guitar heard on Don't Stop Believing, Stone in Love, wow. Who's Crying Now, the one heard and seen during the Escape Tour, whose November 1981 Houston stop was originally broadcast on MTV and then turned into a best-selling DVD in 2005. All 
by itself, the band's performance of Don't Stop Believing from that show has been viewed more than 122 million times on YouTube. It is a fantastic live video. We're looking at prices here. 10 grand starting bids, 15 grand. Yeah, that's not even the Les Paul I was right. talking about. So, yeah, all 27 are, grand. And you know they're all, that. not just yeah. the, the fact that he owned them, but they're quality, top-notch. Yeah. Sought after models. I see a few different SGs on there, and and so you know they're going to go That's for astonishing top dollar. So he's selling a bunch of them. And then one last thing: Happy birthday to Ringo Starr! Yeah, Ringo turns eighty-one years old today, and at noon, at wherever you are, local time, uh, he is asked to celebrate with peace and love. Flash the peace sign. And declare that phrase out loud, peace and love. Or he's even said, just think it if you want to. Uh, but uh, pretty amazing. Ringo Starr, 81 years old today. Happy birthday to you, Ringo. And that is what wraps up our music news for now. Uh, we need a secret text word winner. And I'm looking for caller number 15. It is Louise. Hey, Louise. Hi. Louise, what's secret text word? Bart. Bart. Yep. Oh. You got it. Hang on, Louise. We'll get your information, and we are going to give you a uh, pair of tickets to the advanced screening of Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, and it's uh, Tuesday the 13th at PFS Boar's Theater at 7 p.m. An extraordinary documentary by Academy Award-winning director Morgan Neville. Uh, Roadrunner chronicles the life of Anthony Bourdain as a culinary icon and adventure. Rated R. It's in theaters on July 16th. And uh, we grab a random text and we'll set them up. It's supposed to be very cool. He spends a lot of time trying to evade the coyote. And it's... Uh, <laughs> wow. It's very cool. That's uh, what yeah. the whole Roadrunner thing is all yeah. about. Yeah, it's a Roadrunner lifestyle, man. All right, uh, why don't we take a break, come back in a second, and uh, when we return, I will give away the last two pairs of tickets for our screening of Black Widow tonight. Yay. All right, so don't be uh, straying away, because we'll be back in a moment with that. Right don't nobody go nowhere. Hello to you Wednesday. We've been saying hello all morning long. We'll say hello to Thursday, and then Friday, and the next thing you know, it'll be weekend, and we'll be along. Uh, what a wonderful time we've had today, back after a long weekend. I would like to thank our one and only guest, Mr. Jeff Kevlin. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, he's the best. And his show, Stonehouse Revival, uh, is back. And they have the season four premiere, which is going to be on tonight at 9 o'clock on DIY Network. Yeah, it's a damn good show. It really is, especially since it takes place all within this area. Yeah, so in the Bucks County region, yeah. uh, I think, is where they're focusing. And Beautiful old houses. Jeff is just the nicest guy. If anything, support a local cool dude who's doing really great work and puts on a great show, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you will be interested in this, trust me. Yep, it's on at uh, 9 tonight, which is cool. Um, Brent Porsche is here. Good morning, gang. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Welcome back. Did you miss us yesterday? I did, very much so. Well, well glad to hear that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that you guys got through without us. <laughs> yes, no, it's sir. all good. Thank you for making my hot chocolate. You're welcome. My was, pleasure. Yeah, it was yeah, really, really cool of you, man. I'm looking at your shirt. You're always wearing interesting shirts. The Deadpool Lennon De- Delirium. You turned me on to them. The Claypool Lennon Delirium. Yeah. Why did I, gave... I say Deadpool? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm still it's, thinking Jeff Devlin and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, Ryan Reynolds. The Claypool Lennon Delirium. So it's Les Claypool and Sean Lennon. Sean Lennon, yep. And it sounds just like psychedelic Beatles stuff. It's like Primus so meets the Beatles. Good. It's really cool, kind of with like a little bit of an update. And yeah. you're, you're a big fan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're really, really good. I kind of stumbled upon them by accident. I, I got their first vinyl because it was on sale at a... 
Hot Topic or something like that. Right. I picked it up. I'm like, ooh, this yeah. is good. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. All right, well, we need a letter. You ready, man? Yep. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter B is in Bananarama. Oh, excellent. So we have three letters only this week, and we're giving away a $300 credit to Squeezed.com, the best juice cleanse on the market. Uh, lose weight, better sleep, and more energy. Online ordering and same-day delivery. You can do that at squeezed.com. Uh, what's up for today, my man? We got a stacked and packed program and workforce blocks today. It's Sinister Gate's birthday, as you mentioned, from Avenged Sevenfold. So we're doing an A7X block coming up at noon. Uh, we're doing some David Bowie, and today is National Dive Bar Day. Oh. So we're going to be doing some drinking songs. Oh, I think there's plenty of those. And we're celebrating Ringo's birthday in 2 o'clock hour. Excellent. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Brent Porsche. And thank you to our sponsors. The program today has been brought to you by Acme. Everything you need to prepare for this summer season. And it's Acme Fresh Foods and Local Flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Uh, Tomorrow on our program, ah, we love having this guy on. Danny freaking Trejo. Oh, he's awesome. Machete. Yes. Will be joining us. He's Excellent, man. So we'll spend some time There's talking to Danny. Documentary I watched about a case about eight, eight months ago. Remember when I told you yes. to try to get yeah. this? His life, holy hell, is yeah. amazing. Yeah. So we'll see what's up in his world. We'll hang out with you tomorrow. We'll have a good time. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. See you now. Wait, 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 wait. I forgot to give away the last passes for the movie tonight. Oh. I'm like, I'm, I forgot something. All right, we'll take callers seven and eight, and you get the last passes for the Black Widow screening tonight, seven o'clock UA, King of Prussia. Nice. You have to wear a mask. It's a Disney hosting, so they require that. 215-263-WMMR. Callers seven and eight, and we'll see you at the movie tonight. Now you can rage yeah. on and have a great day. We'll see you later. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two da bat two ba 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 ba